everybody. Bro, bro, what up? Royden man. out on a Sunday night oh, with yeah. Creep Show. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Witchfinger Horror Podcast. Let's get this creep show on the oh, road. Oh shit! I feel, guys. I just gotta. I gotta. From the bottom of my heart, I have to say, it's been so long, and I love you guys, and I'm so happy that we're doing this again. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it's been like so long since you've watched Creep Show. Well, it has been, like, but I'm just oh, happy. Man. Like I feel like it's been a while, like since we actually sat been, down. We got, we got con. Con. <laughs> we Tom got, Atkins. Yeah, uh, we got. Uh, so we just started the movie. We're watching Creep Show, and uh, yeah, it's been a while since we recorded because our last episode was a live episode mm-hmm. at uh, Frightmare in the Falls. A half episode too. Yes, it that's was. true because no, uh, somebody was... before us was taking too long in the room. Jesus Christ! But we still got kicked out at the fucking appropriate time. But right? regardless, it was still really fun, yeah. and um, yeah. So it's uh, pretty awesome. We're watching Creep Show right now with uh, Tom Atkins without a mustache. Which I is know, which is unusual. so weird. And oh, we Tom. met him. Yeah, we did. He, oh, he was so sweet. He's like almost wearing a sweater that reminds me of how cozy the sweater was he was so, wearing was. What a delightful man. He I was very, very cute. Still remember the feel of that sweater. <laughs> yeah, it was so soft. And he held the Seriously? hug for like longer yeah. than a stranger usually hu- holds hugs. Yeah. yeah. Which well, is really nice, because nice. he literally could be like, don't touch me, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> he be- I, I half expect that every time mm-hmm. I hug a celebrity. I know. Without asking them. I know, Because yeah. we, we just went in. We didn't. Yeah. We well, weren't respectful at all. Because of the <laughs> No, not, <laughs> we, not at all. We had zero respect, well, actually. Okay, well, here's the thing, though. The, like, we met Tom Atkins immediately after our live show. Yeah. Because we had to fucking haul ass. Like, because yeah. um, we had tickets for a photo op with Tom, and it was it started five minutes before our live show was over. So we were like, hey, we gotta fucking haul ass. Our mm-hmm. friend Jen was with us and I just like basically like was like hauled my backpack at her and was like, please pack everything up. We gotta go meet Tom Atkins. Mm-hmm. And we like ran down the stairs fucking drunk at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> I know because and that's then, what we do. As I you know. Do. And then fucking like we walked into the room uh, where the photo ops were being uh, taken and like we walked in there and we were like ha, ha, hey, ha. And then he was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were the last people to get our photos. Like, we yeah. snuck in right before I yeah. think they were switching people. Yep. So, yeah, we kind of went in with a lot of gusto. It was yeah. hilarious. We were, we were jazzed up from the fucking podcast the show, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, like, down there, and we started, like, jumping, and he was jumping, too. Was and jumping. we were all, he was, he was, like, jumping and clapping and, like, Whoa. And we were all talking over each other. And yeah. he was, like, looking at all of us, like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, fucking take it down a notch. And we're like, we're sorry, Tom We just did a live show and we're so excited to meet you. Yeah. And your sweater is so fucking soft. Like, that was like some cashmere shit right there. Yeah. It's cashmere. Yeah. <laughs> First Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Right? Of the night. Yeah. And there we um, are. Yeah, like, that was a really fun, fun event. Fun time. Uh, Megan actually ran into Tom Atkins at the end of the evening as well. And uh, we were in the bathroom, I think. I know. Morgan, didn't no, we you like... guys were still in the... Oh, yeah, you ran to the I bathroom dr- As usual, early. I drink really, really fast when we're recording, always, like when we record live. And so I was running to the bathroom, like at the speed of light, and I like ran into him and then like back ran, like... Like the backwards man, like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm the backwards man. The backwards man, the backwards man. And like had a cute little chat with him and his handler who was with him kind of gave me the cross eyes a little bit, like, 
bitch, please. Come on. Like, this is like, bitch, this is my grandfather. How about you fuck yourself? And it's the end of the day, I and know. you know, he's an older guy, so I'm sure, you know, she was kind of like, he's tired. Give him a rest. But I just wanted to grab his shoulders and shake him right? like a baby. Because <laughs> that's what you do with babies, right? You shake them really uh, Yeah, actually. Yeah. And throw them absolutely. downstairs. Yeah, 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 yeah I thought so. Um, well, that's, that new Studio House Designs shirt. Oh. rules, like, such a fucking I genius want that. Shirt. And I everyone want. who's listening to this probably knows, because it's blown up on Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's reposting that shirt. I'm I sure know. you've seen it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, then you haven't lived. Mm-hmm. Just go check out Studio House Designs. Their new Tom Mackin's Rules shirt is amazing. But anyways, okay, so let's start with some uh, interesting facts about Creepshow, a.k.a. Uh, Megan's Boyfriend's movie. Stop it. Like, there's no. so many of Megan's boyfriends no. in this movie. I can't wait for you to just jizz all over this episode. <laughs> I was gonna say... She's bracing herself. I know. Her this hands movie... are, like, clenching the table right now. But it's like... Ed Harris, who we just saw, who is kind of like all of our boyfriends at this point, but he's just so fucking Oh, you can have Ed Harris, Stephen King, Tom Savini, and okay, I'm going to slip another one in there. Um, Leslie Nielsen, in this movie, he wears a sweater, and he has the silver fox thing happening for him, and it's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And he's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something about his character in, in Creepshow, yeah. um, which is a complete opposite of what he's used to playing, right? Because yeah. he's, he's obviously a very uh, hilarious man. Like, he's a fucking, almost. Yeah. He's yeah. a dick in this movie. Well, um, so, yeah, basically, uh, we'll get to Leslie mm-hmm. Nielsen. So mm-hmm. let's just go through the different um, stories. So we obviously just finished the prologue, and um, Tom Savini was the garbage man. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, uh, Tom Atkins without a mustache is just super weird. I know. It's making it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's one like, of those. He's one of those you? people that when who you see him, what his know? true face looks like, you're like, just put the mustache back on. Yeah, it's a I weird agree. thing. I agree. And I did not know this. I've seen Creepshow like a million times, but did you know the skeleton at the window's name is Raul? Yeah, I didn't know that. I learned that a while ago, uh, but it's like not. What do you call it? Like, not official. It's, oh, like, it's like, on a right. set. Yeah. Okay. It was a nickname. Oh, I see, I see. And the kid is Joe Hill. That's right. Stephen, Stephen King's, King's son. son. Is it him? Yeah. Oh, my Who God. Yeah. Wanted so badly his whole life to be separated from his father. Yeah. Not in the sense that he wasn't that proud to be with him or, or whatever. Not only did he change his name, but he... He wanted to be respected for his work, right? Of course. So he hid the fact that Stephen King was his father so well that his own literary agent for years had no idea. Really? That he was working with Stephen King. That is King's incredible. Son. Yeah. But I mean, like, like I can understand that. Like, what a huge, huge shadow to like yeah. mm-hmm. try to crawl out from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, like writing is in Stephen King's blood. So I assume it would be in his son's oh, blood dude, as well. Oh, dude, I was just going to say Lock and Key. So good. Oh, fuck. Lock, you should read it. Is Morgan. it? It's uh, good? his uh, Joe Hill's graphic novel. It's awesome. And they actually, um, they made a pilot. And it's got that guy who plays John Connor in Terminator 3 and uh, the guy from Carnival. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Nick, Nick Stahl? Yeah. Nick Stahl. That's his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they made a pilot and it didn't go anywhere. What the fuck is Terminator 3? Um, it's nothing actually. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. Is it the one with the woman? The woman Terminator? With like the fucking pleather, red pleather outfit? What are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't know they made Terminator 3? I know they 
just remade a couple of them a few years ago. Yeah, like Terminator Genesis. Um, with the hot. I think number three it, is but... called Rise of the Machines, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and then I watched it recently one. again. What was the fourth? Salvation. Salvation. Yeah, there's one. Salvation was, yeah. was almost recent, kind of. Yeah, right? one yeah, was one's bad. with Christian Bale. Christian one's Bale's with the girl from Game of Thrones. Number three yeah. has Nick Stahl and Claire Danes. And Shut your fucking yeah. I think, it's called, I think it's Rise of the Mission. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, straight up. Shut the fuck up. I don't up. remember it at all. I saw it in theaters, and I I did as well. Actually, we probably saw it together. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have all the Terminator three. movies, uh, and I watched it, it recently. Well, maybe it was in the last, like, two months, um, just to refresh. But yeah, Nick Stahl is in it. Whatever happened to that guy? Fuck, who knows? Drugs. That reminds me of, like, Nick Roll. Nick Roll. Nick Roll. Nick, Nick, Nick Roll. Nick Who? Roll. Who's that? Nick Roll is the guy from the league. That's Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. That's what I meant. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nick yeah. Kroll. Amy Poehler's boyfriend. Nick He's Kroll. fucking hilarious. Nick Kroll. Have you ever seen his show, Kroll Show, where he plays a woman? Yes. It's amazing. And he also wrote Big Mouth. That, oh, I didn't know that. That Netflix cartoon about puberty. Really? It's very graphic. I heard, I heard it's really it's, funny. It's very, like, vagina-oriented. It's oh, funny. Well, oh, I like that. That's cool. The Chinese are cool. Um, Anyways, well, we are straying. I know. That's okay. So <laughs> that's okay. That's what we do. Um, anyways, well, so um, we're at the Father's Day um, story. And uh, yes, definitely this one has one of Megan's boyfriends, Ed Harris. He looks good, though. He has some hair. He's trim. He looks Ooh. very... I mean, it's it's weird to see, like, a guy who you know as, like, the guy who plays all old guys in movies. Like, he's always, like, a general or, like, a commander guy. Yeah, you're right. Or yeah. something, and it's, like, to see him young. Like, he look, he's got beautiful blue eyes. He looks good, Megan. I'm into it. Um, I, I was doing some reading about him, and apparently he's really fucking serious on sets. Like, really, really serious. Like, people, like, don't even like to approach him, which I find funny... Because he's, like, so fucking ridiculously silly in Creepshow. Um, oh. And, uh, like, the part, I'm sorry, but his death, like, I can't watch it without being like, just get out of the just way! Move. Just move! Just move out of the way! I used to feel the same way, and then I thought, like, they portray his character to get progressively wasted. Like, he's yeah, fucking polluted, yeah. I suppose, maybe, yeah. but I agree with you. Deaths like that are super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, when I think of frustrating deaths, like, this creep show, like, Ed Harris' death, like, definitely is one that's, like, it's just, like, insane to me. But, it's like um, that scene from Austin Powers where he's coming at him with, like, the, the roller, and he's like, yeah, Stop! yeah, Move! Oh, <laughs> 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 that's amazing. Um, well, he's also in uh, that fucking other movie, Night Riders. We tried to watch that. Yeah. I don't know about that. No, it wasn't very good. That. Jousting with motorcycles. Ed Harris it's has an like, illustrious career, though. Yeah. Like, that motherfucker's been everything. He's oh, in dude. Apollo 13. Yep. Bra, bra. The Rock? Yeah. Oh, my God, he is in The Rock. He's the bad guy in The Rock. Mm-hmm. He's in... There's your military character. That yeah, no, he always about, plays right? that guy. Uh, he's in Westworld, if you guys have no. watched the new Westworld. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. No, that movie's fucking That's garbage. I still want to watch it. The show is fantastic, though. You should I've watch heard. it. I know. I just but he has a main. He's a, a main character in Westworld as well. I, I mean, he's in like the so Abyss? many. Yeah, he is. Oh my god! So I actually don't I, that movie's amazing. That movie. That's a I. You're rewatch it. Okay, please rewatch do. Rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna really like it. Yeah, I love it. And then he, I believe he played the football coach in Disney's We Are the Titans. Or remember the Titans? Yeah. Remember okay. The Titans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And, uh, he looks like a like a coach. Like yeah, a and he coach. was like a down south all American mm, football yeah, he coach. He did a good like that. job. Yeah. He, well, he's in. Uh, I've only seen this movie once, but Needful Things. Yeah, that's I've a good movie. I've seen it once. It's kind of a shitty movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Well, I typically like. I enjoy any Stephen King adaptation. I I typically like there there isn't one that I don't like. Have you watched Storm of the Century? No. <laughs> Megan's Snore. eyes. It's like a oh, four-hour okay. movie about a storm, but it's one of those ones where it's nothing not like happens. Twister, really? Nothing happens for like the first three hours. Oh, like weird. literally, because it's based on, he didn't even make it a book. It's He just wrote the screenplay. Okay. And it's so awful and boring. I'll lend it to you. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say quickly, we just passed the part where you you see the dad's skeleton come out of the grave. Did yeah. anyone else think, not to like bash my man, because I would never, but I always found that the skeleton prosthetic or mask was oversized. It's too big. Yeah, yeah you're right. I thought that yeah. big for as a well. human It's a little skull. like Halloween store. It's almost like that skull that you wore with the flashy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The one that you have that's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That, like, styrofoam giant yeah. skull. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, also, I just want to say that Ed Harris's butt, pretty good. When he's, like, he's dancing, his dance moves there. Pretty good. His like, dance moves he are looks, just, like, out of control. He looks good. I wonder what they were thinking when they were shooting this scene, when he was dancing. They're like, yes, let's keep it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how he dances, right? And this, the snooty brother-in-law of Ed Harris mm-hmm. really reminds me of, um, I'm bad with names because I've had a few sips of booze what is your boyfriend's name who played robert california in the office james fader his character from pretty in pink oh Oh. yeah just like that super rich i don't give a fuck like snobby like like, yuppie bullshit like yeah loafers yeah with no socks only don johnson can get away with wearing loafers that's Amazing. what his family totally puts out that vibe yeah yeah definitely petty i know there's worthy Actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of characters in this entire movie that are just like rich, snobby types of people. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. I never made that connection. Um, Well, Ed Harris, I didn't realize his wife, um, Amy uh, Mitigan, she's the woman in The Dark Half and Uncle Buck. Oh. I didn't know that they were married. Oh, I know John Candy. Fuck, I miss him. This is hilarious. Um, He's been dubbed as the thinking woman's sex symbol. Girl, you, he's the, you that, know what that means. It's like a Den, he's got like a Denzel Washington sexiness. He's been dubbed the thinking woman's sex symbol. Interesting. <laughs> I can so get down with that. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what I immediately thought of? Denzel Washington's fuck, fucked up finger. What? Does he have a weird you finger? You know how someone's got the elbow? Jean- yeah. Like, I know, that's Val Kilmer. Yeah. He's got that weird ass elbow. <laughs> yeah. Denzel Washington He's has a, a weird finger. finger. Does he? Yeah. Is it like, yeah. a sh- like small? It's or? like, it, it, it like comes out further, like almost like the live long and prosper, but just with the pinky. And then it's like got a permanent like kink weird. in it. It's totally fucked up. Oh, that's fucked up. I'm going to yeah. Google that later. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, so let's just uh, go over some, like, random facts of uh, Creepshow, because we're at the part here where Ed Harris is about to get murdered um, very, very slowly. Um, So, uh, (laughs) obviously, we know that, uh, so Creepshow came out in 1982. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea. It was a good idea. And uh, directed by George A. Romero. Yeah. Yeah. 
Got to get our fucking burps in. That, that head cleaner beer. We've got some, our friend, uh, um, Gravespitter on Instagram sent us lunch meat VHS beer. I'm surprised like, I made it through the mail. It's like making me really like hot and sweaty. Well, it is really in like hot a in my good apartment. way. No, yeah. but like you know when strong it's really alcohol. Strong. Like I like it. I'll only need one because so I gotta drive so muscular. Well, That's we, a muscular beer. It is. Well, yeah. me and Morgan, we went to VHS Fest and they had this beer at VHS Fest and we had to split one because it was so strong. It's seven point three percent. I know. Serious. That's why I had to sneak over and take a look because I was Y'all like, I remember it being very, very strong. Yeah. But yeah, no, that head cleaner for shizzle. That shit is, <laughs> it's pretty fucking for serious. Shizzle. For shizzle. Um, so yeah, Creep Show was written by Stephen King, which is actually his screenwriting debut. And it was produced by Richard P. Rubenstein and special effects by Tom Savini. We also hung out with him at oh my Frightmare God, in the Falls. Oh my God, what a lovely man. I believe we man. gave him drugs. We gave him some marijuana. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're in Canada. Hey, it's, it's legal. Hey, yeah, 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 it Did is. Did you guys hear, for all of our American listeners, um... So Canada, I'm sure it's like made worldwide news that we made weed legal. Um, the government had to recall a huge amount of their first batch of weed that they sent out because like I motherfucking predicted and so many other potheads, they don't know what they're doing yet. And they right. sent out um, moldy weed. <gasps> oh, no. To a ton- no. And so many people who had been waiting, like you said, Yasmina, who had been waiting and waiting for their shipment, mm-hmm. finally got it, busted it up. And when you bust it up and it kind of puffs up, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It was like moldy. <gasps> I mean, the government's bound to make mistakes when they're starting a product yeah, just like from a scratch. Or whatever. Absolutely. But, but hey, guess what? Disappointing. Ask a pothead. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just, why don't you just ask somebody? Maybe they'll be able to let you know. Oh, you didn't how know? It you didn't know it could turn You better call somebody. Oh my God, right? <laughs> That's a wrestling reference. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, uh, so Creepshow has a 6.9 on IMDb, uh, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was $8 million and the box office made $21 million. Impressive. Um, it replaced First Blood in the top spot. Um, it was the highest grossing horror movie of that year and George A. Romero's only movie that hit number one at the box office. Interesting. Yeah. So most of George's movies are shot in Pittsburgh. So that's where him and Tom Savini live. And uh, most of Creepshow was shot in uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania, um, with uh, the two segments in prologue and epilogue being filmed in an empty all-girls school. I don't know why... I enunciated that like yeah, yeah girl school. Or something. Yeah. I know I've only had like one glass of wine. I was all like, I'm not gonna drink tonight. And I know, and then I showed like, up with a bottle of wine. wine bitch. And was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I can't say no to you. But this is the only movie that George didn't write the screenplay of his. Interesting. But I'm, I mean, if you're gonna have somebody write it, like Stephen King. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they had been friends, good friends, for a long time, and they had wanted to work on a project together, and so. Uh. <sighs> <laughs> How's that head cleaner and here? So, <laughs> when they found this this project, this opportunity, they just like jumped on it. So uh it's like a super romantic picture. Oh I love it. Like <laughs> I love when friends get so jazzed. Yeah, up. like two fantastic men of horror just like. And I had not known they it. were friends before I 
researched more into the king element of this movie mm-hmm. as much as possible and then i real he wrote like i'm so excited to work with him we've been friends for years this That's is finally so cool. happening oh. like yeah super oh, cute i love that where's my cake the lighting is phenomenal i yeah. am obsessed with the fucking lighting in this movie like i love the fucking colors of this movie it's got a very suspiria kind of mood yeah the hyper and, blue the hyper uh, red but I also the it. comic kind of look to it yeah i fucking love it you know what's crazy i didn't know this but bedelia is the old woman from stargate really yeah she's you know the what? one she, that now, fucking yeah, now it's the stargate yeah now now she Speaking looks familiar Spader. and i yeah. love that name bedelia i don't know why. really i love it it is a cool name actually i, I don't want to name anyone that but i love it like yeah bedelia. oh this fucking this story we've moved on to the next story okay so now we're on the lonesome death of jordy barrel which Am is saying so that right? great jordy barrel yeah i've Megan's like, I have so much to say! I know, I know. So, obviously, uh, anybody who's been listening to the podcast for a long time knows that Megan is a huge fucking King fan. But this was the first major role in a film for him, and he wrote it as well. Um, So, before that, he was just like a cameo in Knight Riders. I don't remember him. Yeah, I I don't. I actually don't. We didn't watch the entire movie. I kind of like, I'm sorry for all the like fans but like i i don't i don't know I well i don't do know motorcycles movie. and jousting i mean how many fans are out there like two like <laughs> right so night riders is about <laughs> motorcycles and jousting what's david hasselhoff with a car what's that about uh, what's that called you mean night rider okay yeah. why they're the fucking same name for two it different is. goddamn things it is oh <laughs> it's exactly the same name there's an S. That's the only difference. Right. Yeah, there's She's an like, S. I was like, wait, like, I don't care. Case. What do they have to do with the comment with each other? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Hollywood. Um, well, he was allergic. Apparently, Stephen King was allergic to the makeup. Um, so uh, when he had all the, like, um, uh, what is that shit called? Moss? Yeah, I guess. It's go, like girl. green. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Moss. I know words. And uh, so he was allergic to it and he had to get shots and allergy pills to make it bearable. But um, so I'm just going to skip ahead to my um, Stephen King notes here. But I think, uh, Megan, if you wanted to um, start this part segment yeah, of talk about uh, all this that. episode and yeah. uh, discuss how you fell in love with Stephen King. Tell us, what was the first book <laughs> My that God. you read of his? What drew you to his stories? Oh my God, you sound like my therapist. I love <laughs> this. I feel so comfortable right now in this moment. I should be a therapist. <laughs> um, well, my mom used to read his books when I was growing up as a kid. And when I couldn't sleep, I'd crawl in bed and she'd read them to me. And the first book she read to me was Insomnia when I was like eight. Oh, that's actually um, kind of like fitting though. Yeah. So, right? Oh my God. I never thought about that. So anyways, I've developed this like huge, like, you like, you like someone's books, but like it reminds me of my mommy. Yeah. So I like have Mm -hmm. a huge, a huge love for it. Mm -hmm. The best thing I want to say about Stephen King's character in this is everyone, before I read about it, I was like, he, he overacts in every one of his roles ever. (laughs) But in this one, it's like he's so corny and he's so silly when, in fact, he was told to act like <clears throat> Wiley Coyote to make faces like Wiley Coyote would make going off a cliff. He was serious? Instru- he was directed to make these. To be over the like, top. Like, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So it was supposed to be this like super quirky, silly. So anyone out there who's ever been like, oh, I don't like that one segment or what have you. It wasn't Stephen King not knowing how to act. He was literally directed to be the silliest, cartooniest motherfucker imaginable. He definitely succeeded. It is very goofy. Like, look at, yeah. His, like, teeth and stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah his big buck teeth. I kind of love it when people cosplay as him uh, yeah. for, like, Halloween. Like, yeah. I've seen some really fucking cool Dory Verrill um, Halloween costumes. I love it. Um. So... It was first published in Cavalier Magazine, the story, The Lonesome Death of um, Jody Verrill, in 1976, but it was called Weeds, by Stephen King, of course, um, loosely based on The Color of Space by H.P. Lovecraft. Ooh, oh, I didn't know that. Which um, Stephen King says that Lovecraft was a huge influence on him, not only as a writer, but as a fellow East Coaster. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, because yeah, he's all, Providence. Yeah, yeah, they all grew up. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the same region, obviously in different times. But the title, The Lonesome Death of Jody Verrill, the reason why he switched it to that is because Stephen King is a huge rock and roll fan, as any Stephen King fan will know. Right. And it's a reference to Bob Dylan's song, The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll. Hattie? Oh. Mm. Hattie? Hattie? I don't listen to Bob Dylan. I don't know. Yeah. Don't but anyways, it's a reference to a rock that's and roll cool. song. So that's very cool that you have all these little little secret loves that he puts into his own work. I know that he loves ACDC because it's like the entire Maximum Overdrive <laughs> fucking soundtrack Jesus is all Christ. ACDC. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when he was a little kid, um, he witnessed his friend being hit and killed by a train. Did you know that? No. So he has no recollection sad. of the event because he was so young. So it was very traumatic. Yeah. Um, his mom said that he came home speechless and in shock. He's had a pretty fucked up childhood actually not uh, also that but he uh when he was two years old his uh father fucking like disappeared so he Uh, said that he was just going out for a pack of smokes but he just never came back oh my god i was actually gonna make that fucking joke but that's like really what happened that's like that's like a fucking like cliche like oh yeah went out for a pack of smokes and never came back dude his dad like was like i'm going for a pack of smokes and he never fucking came back and he later he he later um when he was going through his stuff in his attic he found an hp lovecraft collection of short stories (laughs) and that's what inspired him to become a horror author so carrie was his first novel and i uh really like that he also has a pen name because um i'm sure he probably got um associated with like only writing horror so so he used the pen name Richard Bachman, Richard named Bachman. after BTO, um, fucking uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh my and, God, are you uh, serious? I was, I was That's more weird. of like his rock and roll love. And uh, yeah, so he wrote, a lot of people don't know that he wrote The Running Man, um, which was later turned into a fabulous movie. And that's fucked up that a lot of people don't know that. I, yeah, I have posted like. Uh, my, you didn't I, know that. I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. You bitch, you're lying. You bitch, she says. <laughs> you no, I'm I didn't know judging. that. Yeah, dude, Stephen King wrote The Running Man, but he used his pen name because people he didn't want people to be like think that The Running Man was supposed to be horror when it's not. Right. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I, yeah. I guess if you get like kind of pigeonholed into something, yeah. it makes sense that if you want to try to go outside the box to do something different like that, but I didn't know that. So anyway, <laughs> he actually references Richard Bachman in The Crate. The two main characters, like the bitchy wife yeah. and the main protagonist, are Richard and Tabitha. Oh, and um, Richard is about Richard Bachman, and Tabitha is his wife's name. That's oh, right. So he made a lot. Of- see, so yeah, I love it. Yes, I do like it when people involve 
their personal lives and their stories and like movies and screenplays. Like it just like you know it's 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 touching. Yeah. Um, but he also like directed Maximum Overdrive, which I didn't know. Which explains a lot. Yes, <laughs> like all the ACDC, and uh, he also loves Judas Priest and Anthrax. Which I That's love. cool. That's amazing. And him and Mick Garris wrote that fucking Michael Jackson's Ghosts. Remember no. that? That was amazing. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm the CGI. I'm like, no. I mean, you know what? I'm like, what? The, the fat suit that Michael Jackson Yes. Oh, my that God. That shit is yeah. real. I remember the fucking day that it Unreal. was on TV. I remember Like, it was a shit. huge fucking deal. Oh, like, reveal. like. Back in the day, for all you kids listening out there, Listen you couldn't you. just stream it. You couldn't just PVR it. You had to fucking sit down you to at schedule. the TV, ready That's on the right. channel, fucking turn your, like, unplug your fucking phone from the wall, if you can imagine it. And then, like, only get pee breaks during commercials, oh got rushed back. But I remember when Ghosts fucking premiered on TV. Yeah. It was a Friday, if I remember correctly. I definitely remember that. And um, so I also did not know. Did you know? Tell me. That fucking Stephen King was in a band. He plays oh, guitar. Yes. No, I knew that. Um, he he also has a radio station. Oh. In Maine. Yeah. He uh, he is a huge rock. Like I said, rock and roll lover. <laughs> he is a rock and rock, roll guy. Rock and or roll. Rock and or roll. <laughs> That's awesome. Rock and roll. Um, but yeah, he was he played guitar for a band called Rock Bottom Remainders, and Matt Greening is in the fucking band with him, creator of The Simpsons. What? Yeah, isn't that fucked? Really? What? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What? I know. If I were in a band with them, I would smash a guitar at the end of every practice because I'm standing in a room with two of the richest people in existence. I know. I would just smash guitars all day long. <laughs> oh and light them on fire long. burn them yeah burn them all <laughs> um well stephen king's uh his favorite film adaptations of his books are stand by me uh the shawshank redemption and the mist uh you got something to say there? <laughs> no, just that the mist was really really scary yes. we already talked about it oh actually no, we talked about it. If any of our um, listeners saw the interview that we did with Onyx the Fortuitous, and he had asked us which Stephen King movie scene was the scariest for us individually, and mine was the scene a scene from The Mist. And so the fact that it's one of Stephen King's favorite ad- adaptations like makes me feel like we're even like closer a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Don't you have and you have a fucking death mask or whatever? I have. I have like a like a like a cast, a of, cast his of his face. That's cool. Yeah. Also, when I get drunk, sometimes I want to color it with markers. No. Washable. Use the washable ones. <laughs> right? Like the ones oh that you God. write on the fucking in the bathtub and like. When on I'm the drunk, I'm like, shit. I'm Picasso. I'm gonna make this shit beautiful. Right. You could like give him some black metal makeup. Oh, that's funny. Um, I actually want to mention one thing too. Did you ever what? write Stephen King? Bitch, you know. Okay. I no, did. I remember the story. Okay, please. Indulge you know me. I did, and you know I got a letter back because I I mailed the letter to his home address instead yeah. of his fan mail address. Right. And so I got a letter back from his personal assistant, I assume, mm-hmm. saying, um, while we appreciate that you like Mr. King, don't ever fucking contact him at his house again. Like, essentially, you know what I mean? It was like... That's crazy. I'm sorry, like, I just really like him. I'm like, I don't know, I was younger, and I... 
I don't know. I love but, that though. And I have it still. I have it framed you in like should. a bottom drawer of something. As it's not a thing. You've got to put it on the wall in any place. I don't like people to think I'm a stalker, but no. it's not hard to find people's addresses anymore. Mm. It's no secret where people well, live. It, with the age of the internet, that's a simple t- task. But like, for like, what year? How old were you? Oh, I wasn't that young. I, I, I was uh, out of high school, definitely. So you were a teenager? Nope. Nope, I was in my 20s. I was probably, it was probably 10 years ago. I was probably 21. Mm-hmm. 21, 22. But here's something. How many people out there wonder, because there's all these fan mail addresses mm-hmm. for an, any number of celebrities. Yeah, absolutely. A, do they all go into a box that get incinerated without being read? B, do they hire someone to read them and save the special ones that's a good question because when people let's say ellen will get people on ellen degeneres probably the most famous under oprah female in the history of our time getting all these letters she'll get people on her show saying you sent me a letter and i had to get you on the show who the fuck who decides that she gets to read these letters and not these letters do you know what i mean like how does fan mail work because i need to know i will i will tell you that uh mind you i have never been oprah (laughs) i have never been ellen (laughs) But I have been myself in my experiences, and while uh, I don't think I've ever, like, accumulated, like, thousands, well, hundreds of thousands, like, I could imagine that, like, Ellen is, like, say something about this, and, like, she probably gets, like, fucking 50,000 fucking messages about it. At the height of Kitty's career, when we were doing, uh, like, very, very well, we would get uh, letters sent to the record label, and then they would mail us, like, a box. And from my experience, I'm sure, like, Ellen, Oprah, they probably have, like, interns. Right. Or people that, like, they probably have, like, 10 or 15 interns that will literally, literally will open every piece of mail and read them and say, if this is an inspiring story or this sounds in- more interesting than, like, you know, something creepy or whatever, <laughs> they'll yeah. put it aside and then they'll probably go through them to a point where they'll go through a couple tiers where it's, like, Okay, so maybe this one is more interesting than that. You know, who yeah. gets to win? Basically, it'll go through a couple different cycles of whatever, and then they'll choose something. Yeah. Um, for us, I remember we would get, like, boxes of mail, and we would literally invite everybody over and just start reading shit out loud. And we would get, like, fucking jail mail. The jail oh, mail. Oh, I remember the, the jail mail. Yes! Yeah. The guys yeah. that were, like... I remember one guy. I don't even know who it was or whatever, where he was from, but I remember him saying that he got a poster from like Metal Edge magazine and it was up in his cell and him and some other guy got into a fucking like fight about the poster. In jail. In jail. (laughs) Like fist fight over like the kitty poster or whatever. Anyways, so I'm sure that there is somebody that does read that stuff and I'm pretty sure that Stephen King obviously might not have been the person that was reading it. Definitely not. Maybe maybe it was his wife or something though. Who knows? It was Tabitha. Who would have? (laughs) Definitely not. No. but I, My I know, letter was telling him, like, I really like this band, and I think that you would, too. Yeah, we should oh be best friends. Oh, my God. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's adorable, though. That's I adorable. I love that. That is fucking amazing. I think I wrote a letter to Jonathan Brandis, like, when I was, like, yeah, 10 or something. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. That, that is so cute. I'm pretty sure I did. I wrote to Marilyn Manson one time. Ah! <laughs> Uh, and We're was, leaving all of this in, P.S. This is like, so, de- this is fucking great. Did he ever have a chick in his band? No, I don't think so. Good, no. I'm glad, because I definitely wrote, I really look up to the chick in your band, because I didn't know <laughs> if it was a boy or a girl. 
that is awesome. fucking amazing. That's hilarious. I love it. Oh my Anyways. fucking god. Well, before we move on we to the next really... segment, um, I have a couple more things to say about Stephen King. Oh. So um, he was on Celebrity Jeopardy with David Duchovny. Really? Did you know that? No. And Imagine did they sword fight? Sandwich. I know, yeah. right? Ooh. Fuck yeah, man. Mulder. Mm. And oh, yeah, uh, he, did you know that Stephen King wrote an X-Files episode with Chris Carter? Yes. And it's the episode called that. Chinga, and it takes place in Maine, and uh. it's about people who have like a weird skin disease. Yeah, no, I did not know that. I did not um, know that. So I'm just gonna mention like just a few random like my fate. I typically enjoy, like I said earlier, any Stephen King adaptation. Um, I guess I haven't seen Storm of the Century yet, um, but obviously The Shining is a big one. Yeah. Uh, Christine. Yeah. Oh, Christine is great. Pet Cemetery. Um, Amazing. Apparently, George George A. Romero was offered to direct. Pet Cemetery, I'm glad he didn't. but he dropped out when um, filming. Um, I guess I wrote filming wrong in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> filming, filming, oh, fi- filming, delayed, filming delayed. Then it was offered to Tom Savini, but he passed on really? it as well. Hmm. Uh, so um, obviously, it Sleepwalkers is like a big one for me. I fucking love Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers is fantastic. Yes. It is fucking fantastic. Um, I recently watched uh, Graveyard Shift with the Rats. I like that That's one. That's a fun one. It's not great. Like, it's not great. It's it's enjoyable. It's good, Um, though. It's definitely, like, uh, the cover of the movie with, like, the skeleton with the hard hat. Yeah. Yes. It's very nostalgic to me. Yeah. Um, Thinner is obviously like, really, a really good one. Um, me and Morgan tend to, like, put our hands on our faces and go, Thinner. That's really gross, you guys. There's a ton of bacteria. Yeah, we're weird. Yeah, and uh, misery, misery is fucking. Oh. That that is oh, no, that one a is fucking, fucking great awful, one. Um, great. Definitely Salem's Lot. Are you just going through? Yeah, what? You're not. Uh, they're all good. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I know. I know. Like listing. They're all. These good. are my favorites. All right. These all are right, my favorites. Right. I really like Salem's Lot. It's creepy, and uh, the stand is one that always uh, is very. Um, I'm very attached to the stand because me and my brother used to watch it a lot when we were kids because we had it like taped on a VHS. Oh yeah, Molly Ringwald. That and, bitch was uh, hot. Was she in it? Yeah, I don't fucking remember right. That. She was. She was the main character. M O N. That spells moon. You know what? I Gary Sinise is in it as well. Yeah. There's so many fucking people in Lieutenant that. Lieutenant Dan! Lieutenant, I ain't got no legs! No, you got no legs, Lieutenant Dan! <laughs> That's my Oh, book. man. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I, you know what? I never really read too much Stephen King, but The Stand was one book that I did fucking read when oh, I was man, young. So thick. And that, it was so thick. Yeah, that's a fucking thick bitch. The that, thing with The I Stand, book, though, though, Morgan, and a lot of people who, and I myself included, have a problem, not a problem, but a hard time with a lot of King, a lot of his earlier books, because mm-hmm. it takes at least... At the very least, half the book to get into the book. Yeah. All of his books. They're mm-hmm. so thick, and mm-hmm. he does so much character development that it takes you, like, 300, 400, 500 pages yeah. oh, wow. to even get to anything scary in a lot of his older books. That's when he was doing a lot of cocaine, and he was getting, you know, like... Yeah. He was a lot down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. And so... And so it's, like, that is a big book, but The Stand was one that kind of got in right away. Yeah. Which was really uncommon for a lot of his books mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. So I think that's why it had that big draw that The Stand... For sure. Definitely in, like, his top five most 
purchased famous absolutely yeah i found it to be really enjoyable and i read it at, at a time when i probably was too young to be reading it I don't know. I might have been like twelve or thirteen. I was when definitely I read very stands. young when I read it. And um, I was like, this shit is fucked. Yeah, yeah but yeah, an orgy in that. Yeah, one. man. That's way yeah, too you're way too young. I know. That. Like, I remember like my mom loved the stand so much that she had crows that she would feed in the front of our house, and the main male crow she named him Randall because of the stand. I thought that was really that's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I like The Shining, like the book The Shining, because I like all the um, <clears throat> the story about Jack and his friend before they even go to the hotel. I, was I feel like that's say, kind of pivotal to the story. That's pivotal, and like the creatures, the uh, shrubbery creatures coming to life have played like a huge part, and like the fact that you said you really like that representation as one of your favorites is like... I think it's super common, and I definitely agree, but we've talked about it before. Stephen King he hated, hated it. it. I know. Really? They yeah. took so much they out took of that movie. They took a lot out They made the Wendy this, like, shivering, like, oh, character, when in mm-hmm. the book she was this powerhouse of a character, and he hated that. Yeah. That they took that away from her and made her this meek, timid yeah. woman. Typical Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's important. Absolutely. Well, I mean... It just goes to show that, like, really pretty much, like, any movie adaptation is not ever going to live up to the standard of the written word because your mind and the words Uh. can create so much more of the environment and the characters and whatnot. And so um, while there's a lot of times, like, great movie adaptations, it never really, like, lives up to that expectation. It's one person's view on it, though. Exactly. It's the director's view or it's the screenwriter's view. Mm -hmm. It's not what you're imagining in your head mm-hmm. or what you're imagining or what you're imagining is exactly. so different than what I'm imagining. Exactly. And then one person gets to be like, I get to pick what everyone looks like. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, it's tough. Mm. Okay. So now we are on to something to tide you over. So another one of a newly found Megan's boyfriends that I did not know of. And uh, Ted Danson and I share the same birthday. I Do bet you, you didn't really? know that. No, I did not. <laughs> no. That's the only thing I know about Ted Danson is that we have the same birthday. That's, That's cool. cool. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to think it was pretty cool. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Ted Danson's getting the same birthday as me. Um, but yeah, so uh, Leslie Nielsen is a fantastic man. Um, yeah. He has acted in 250 titles. Holy um, shit. I found out a lot about him when I was doing my research about this uh, movie. Um, he was legally deaf and he wore hearing aids for most of his life uh, Forbidden Planet was a movie that I first watched of his and he's very young in that movie and it's a very serious role have you seen Forbidden Planet the robot um, no but they, they sing it in Rocky Horror Picture Show um, the opening yeah Brad and Janet Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Wow. Aww. It's a cute movie. Night, double feature picture show. It's definitely Forbidden Planet is like one of those like sixties like robot movies that's just adorable. Tell me the robot has like air ducts for arms. Yes, I yeah, hope yeah, so. for yeah. sure. I like the fucking so. robot from Ro- Rotor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like totally okay. like that. Um, but yeah, so after that, he obviously um, did more comedy, like the Naked Gun movies. I always remember 33 and a third with Anna Nicole Smith. Like that one was uh, yeah. third. Also, um, was he in Hot Shots? Yeah, he's in Hot Shots, isn't he? I don't remember. I haven't seen I'm Hot Shots sure in a while. I'm pretty sure he is. And Repossessed. I've never seen um, Repossessed. 
I know. I need reap, to watch reap, it. Reap, reap, possess. There's like a weird song. There's a song. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I Dracula Den loving it. Yeah, oh yes, my God. that movie is hilarious. I fucking love that movie when he like eats the when he's like eating the bugs and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, raspberry. Do, do you remember how well? Do you guys remember Airplane? Not as well as I remember. Um, Robert Stack is in that, isn't he? Dude, Airplane is fucking funny. It's a pretty funny movie. But in 1994, um, Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy uh, played sleuths for a WWF match that unraveled the mystery of The Undertaker. Okay, I used to watch wrestling a lot in the 90s. I used to watch wrestling a lot in the 90s. The Undertaker was like my favorite fucking wrestler. And do you remember, I don't know how well you remember this, Morgan, but like, do you remember when The Undertaker like kind of disappeared for a little while? Mm -hmm. And it was like this big mystery. And he came back and they like unraveled the mystery and him and fucking George Kennedy were the ones Uh. that like, were that starred in that match really? and like they like that's told the some story like and were like the undertaker is back and it was like a huge yeah. fucking deal it was at the royal rumble i think but i remember fucking like when the undertaker like disappeared and everybody thought he was dead and everything girl that's some deep cuts like I you're know. getting into some shit that i'm like i don't i don't even like haven't even like gone through like most of my notes here um but yeah this is adorable uh leslie nielsen i feel like morgan your mom would appreciate this loved farts he loved farts he thought they were just the funniest thing of life and he used to carry around a a portable fart machine morgan why would your mom love that because her mom because my mom is like that as well she's literally the most juvenile like person ever like farts like make her laugh until she cries it's just like a silly Yeah. yeah And uh, he used to prank people with his uh, portable fart machine. Ah. And um, get this, his epitaph on his gravestone says, let her rip. Let her rip. Oh my God, that is adorable. I know, it's pretty fucking adorable. He did actually carry a fart machine on the set for this movie as well, apparently. Yeah, apparently carried it with him everywhere. Yeah. Uh I mean, farts are fucking funny. funny. Yeah, they are pretty funny. Uh, well, Ted Danson, um, for the scene where he's underwater, like, I think he was in a fish tank or something. Like, that's oh, how they that's shot a fun it. scene. Yeah, yeah, so when he's, like, underwater, I think it's about to happen right now. He's, like, buried in the sand. His hair is fabulous. Can I just Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, like, it's, it's pretty good. Well, I was going to say, in that scene, it's, like, floating. Yeah. Because it's, like, ultra yeah. blue. It's, like, this aqua blue in that scene. I yeah. love it. Um, but he, uh, yeah, they made, like, a little aquarium tank, and he got yeah. in a wetsuit, and he climbed into it, and um, someone would reach down with an oxygen tank, like, ventilator, so he could breathe in between takes. That is um, terrifying. Creepshow was actually his third movie. Uh, I used to watch Cheers. Did you guys ever watch Cheers? Mm, no, it was too really? for me. Really? Well, I watched it. I'm, I'm like so much younger than you. I mean, like what, like four years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that means when you were eight, I was four. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. A that, it's, a, it's a big you difference. You know what I mean? Like, when we were young, yeah. it's like... It's like, like you could be like 30 and 35 and we'd be like the same. It's but like 10-year-old you trying right. to date six-year-old me, you fucking perv. I yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. Um, but fucking George Went. Yeah. George Went. George Went. He's great. Yeah. And um, this is interesting. Do you know how, like, him and Whoopi Goldberg are really good friends? Mm-hmm. They were married. Uh, I thought they dated. No. Yeah, they dated. Yeah. They yeah. definitely they dated. dated. Yeah. But yeah. they dated, but he was married 
to someone and he cheated on her with Whoopi Goldberg. That's and that disgusting. was a huge fucking like Hollywood scandal at the time. It was like all over fucking magazines. There was like massive controversy surrounding this divorce. And uh, it was like one of Hollywood's most costliest divorces in like the history of like Hollywood divorces that cost him $30 million. First of all, Whoopi Goldberg is asexual, so yeah. that doesn't even make sense. I know, sense. right? I know, strange. she doesn't, like, come on, you don't have reproductive organs. She doesn't like, look like she likes dudes or she likes women. Right. She yeah. doesn't. She is, she needs she's somewhere she in the middle. She is Guinan. Yeah. She's Guinan. She is Guinan. Yeah. She's like an, like, she, she can't She has a die. Ken doll body. Yeah, She yeah. doesn't I know. have genitals. But they were in a movie together. Um, I yeah. remember him being a cowboy or some shit. Yeah. And, uh, but he was married to a woman and uh, his second wife, I believe. And, uh, yeah, there was, like, like lots of drama, and he Sounds cheated like on it. his wife with Whoopi Goldberg, and it was, like, apparently Hollywood's, like, one of Hollywood's, like, most expensive divorces, and he fucking ended up having to pay out $30 million. At the time, court, too. Is that like, is... A lot and of now money. he's married to that mom from Step Brothers. Yeah, she's Dovac's so hot. Mom, Dovac <laughs> from Back to the Future Part Three. Why can't I remember? Why do you know name? all the Part Threes? Nobody watches Part Three of anything, Yasmina. <laughs> Apparently, I do. <laughs> what Terminator other? What other? Part oh yeah, I was like, hey! oh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh man, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen what looking the fuck all pimpastic. <laughs> Fucking Mary Steenberg and... <laughs> Yeah, because she, her and Ted Dance would make appearances on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There it is. There's that. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the fish tank scene. It does look really good, though. Yeah. Well, apparently Stephen King, I thought this was kind of fun, but uh, he took Joe, like Joe Hill, to a McDonald's drive-through during like a break in between filming for fun, and he apparently had like fake cuts and bruises and scabs like all over yeah. his face and body. And the lady at the drive-through window <laughs> called the cops. I that. <laughs> she, that is like, fucking awesome. I know. Can you imagine oh, like man. having to explain to the police, "I'm Stephen King. I'm making a movie." Right. My <laughs> son just has fake bruises. And I really cuts. don't abuse my son. That's fucking hilarious. Um, the same crew apparently uh, worked on Sleepaway Camp. The same Shut crew the that worked up. on Creepshow really? worked on Sleepaway Camp. Well, that's interesting. That's the light. So there is, in fact, a Creepshow Museum. What? what is there? So when I started oh to God. look into it, um, the majority of it, it says there's a Creepshow Museum and it, it holds the record-breaking amount of memorabilia for this movie. Okay. In Louisiana. Okay. Cool. But its other location, its alternate location, <sighs> is Facebook. So I think How? that this person or another person with, like, an equal collection mm. only posts about it. You're not welcome to come in no. or anything, but they only make posts. So I looked into it, and the Louisiana ve- the Louisiana venue was very hard to track down. Mm-hmm. However, when I looked up uh, Creepshow Museum like a thousand links to the Facebook page. Like, and I looked at it and there's some cool shit though. Mm, like really? there's some really cool shit. Why do they got to make it so complicated though? Right? Like, come on, let me into your house. Well, I was going to say, maybe, know, right? it, maybe it actually is just somebody's like weird private collection. And then they stopped advertising because people always wanted to stop by and look. Yeah. But like, because what's it just doing there though? Like, if they're not going to let people come in to see it. That's like, yeah, that's like you being like, I have so many VHS, but none y'all motherfuckers are allowed to come in and see it ever. Right? Or like, I have like, 
the most rare, obscure VHS you've ever seen. And then you advertise it, and then you're like, ah, yeah, fuck you, though. Exactly. Yeah, that's weird. Or, I mean, maybe, like, they want money, and they can't get it, and they're just like, fine, then. Like, but don't call it a museum, deep. because the yeah. idea of a museum yeah. is you go and you look at something in fucking person, like, behind the glass, you yeah. look at obscure shit. A museum is, like, where you go in person. Like, Facebook is just fucking Facebook. You can look at pictures. You can Google it. Whatever. My mom calls it book face. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Your mother is such a cliche. Oh, she she I calls love Valley it. Village Village Valley. <laughs> Everything's backwards with that woman. <laughs> book face. I go on book, book face. face. I seen you on the book face. <laughs> that is my favorite it's thing too I've ever much heard about your mom. It. Really? Yeah. I've got more. She no. calls cucumbers cumcumbers. No, she doesn't! <laughs> she has. She definitely has. I'm not making that up. No, that's, a, that's one for sure. So this is what I'm talking about. So we're at the very end of Something um, to Tide You Over. Yeah. And Leslie Nielsen is in this full-blown velour leisure suit. Mm. And it's <laughs> you both. Look at it. Like, look at the sheen on his hair. Yeah. Look at the- Actually, oh my god, you know what he kind of reminds me of? The fucking grandfather from the Goldbergs. Yes! That's In hilarious. His leisure suit. Yeah, that's awesome. Leisure yeah. suits. This part in Something to Tide You Over with Ted Danson and his wife, like, coming in all, like, with a uh, creepiness zombie fish fucking. Fish fucking. Fish fuckers. fish fucking sons of bitch. Oh, yeah. Fish fuckers. Um, I love the special effects. So we got to talk about the special effects of this movie. Um, not only are the colors fantastic. The next segment is my favorite, personally, the crate. Oh, yeah. Um, because I love creatures. I love beasts. But yeah, so let's talk about Tom Savini, the Sultan of Splatter, a.k.a. Megan's boyfriend. He's got these giant... Pecs? No. Delts? I don't know. The ones that attach your neck to your shoulder. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like... I don't know. <laughs> You're trapped. You're trapped. Well, like, there's, like, also traps on the back, but, you know, whatever. His whole body back is, traps? like... Back traps? His whole body is chiseled. Like, every year for his birthday, uh, he posts a picture, a topless picture of himself. Literally, he turns 70. He's fucking he looks jacked. Good. He's, like you said, he's not in good shape. He's not healthy. He's not, you know, well, at least he's not fat. No, he's ripped. He's ripped. Yeah. He's, he's fucking, a 70-year-old he man. He is sex machine. And yeah. he looks good. Yeah, it's insane. Um, also from Pittsburgh. And uh, fucking, I know we've said this story before, but, like, Megan... Sold him a skull, and he has one of Megan's skulls in his house, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I should have um, rubbed he, my butt on it. I know, right? Or your twat? Like, to be like, take my twat home with you, Tom Savini. Like those porns that we talked about before, where the dudes take their big bald heads and shove it up your pussy. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one talks about my captain that way! I know, right? <laughs> Tom Savini served as a combat photographer in the Vietnam War. Yeah, unbelievable. uh, So he had to cope with shooting um, images of destruction and death, and by doing so, uh, thought of it as special effects. So that gave him a lot of ideas, and he uses it now for uh, detail when doing, like, his gruesome work. Um, And it just, like, dawned on me, like, have we ever, I don't think we've ever talked about Tom Savini, like, in depth. Come on! No, I mean, in depth, though. Like, have we done a movie that Tom Savini worked on? 
I don't think we have because there's a lot of stuff that I found out about him during my research for Creep Show. And yeah, I was I like, know. I don't um, know this stuff. Maybe we haven't. Maybe no. we've just talked about him in passing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, he's strange. also a fencer and a gymnast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and uh, cool. which came in handy because he's a stuntman. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, he can use a bullwhip and he can do motorcycle oh, stunts. That's hot. Which is why he's in uh, Night Rider. Yeah. Not why Knight do I Rider. feel like? Thank you. Why do I feel like using a bullwhip is something that you're attracted I to? Could it. Do. But like anyone isn't using a whip something anyone can no, do. No, and I have tried it. It's hard. It's okay. not. It's not easy. Oh, I remember okay. when I went to Ozfest. Yeah. With uh, your sister Mercedes, and they had a freak show act, and the girl had a bullwhip, and I tried it, and it's not as it's not oh, okay. as easy as I you was fucking say. think. I feel like I can crack Because it can a snap, whip. it could snap back and fucking hit you in the That's face. That's true. It's tough. That's it's true. not. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. Um, but I like how he uses it in From Dusk Till Dawn, like oh. to get the beer. That's, That's cool. so slick. Yeah. I love that he blows up his own head in Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. It's like it's like almost in slow motion, too. It's just like... <laughs> 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 um, so, obviously, uh, many people know him as Blade and Dawn of the Dead. He wore the same costume as uh, Sex Machine in From Dust Till Dawn, which I did not know. I didn't know that. I did I, not oh, know that. No. I did Interesting. Not know that. He directed one of Morgan's favorite movies, The Night of the Living Dead remake. Oh yeah, that movie is fucking great. And I love that he directed that. We should do that movie. That is a fabulous movie. That's a very good movie. Yeah. Bill Mosley. That, would, Mosley, that Tony would be Todd. Yeah, that would be that a red-headed big girl. episode. That one redheaded girl. <laughs> you know. He also directed some Tales from the Dark Side episodes. So Creepshow, uh, for him, was the hardest movie that he's ever worked on because it was basically five movies in one movie. Yeah. So he, can you imagine how actually how hard it was for him to make this movie because of this, like all the special effects and like all these different fucking stories? Yeah, it wouldn't be just like, let's do one monster and we need that for the whole movie. It's like, let's do five different things going on. Yeah. Yeah, that would, However, be, that would be a big deal. some of the special effects are, I mean, like um, you were saying that Father's fucking, Day is, yeah. Father's Day is makeup, mm-hmm. but um, the weeds, or not weeds, but the, the Stephen King yeah, story, the, the moss the, or whatever. Right, the second one, um, he didn't really have to do too, too much, to be fair. And then in What Tides You Over oh, yeah. or whatever, yeah. he really didn't have to do too, too, like, too, too much. It there would was be, a like, lot the of prosthetic for the end. Yeah. But then in the crate, um, it was his first animatronic yeah. Yeah. creation, right? So, like, that would take a lot. I fucking love Fluffy. Because then in, and then in the last story, which we'll get to, um, with the bugs, he didn't, he wouldn't have had to do a lot either. Because yeah. it's just cockroaches in mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. segment, right? Yeah. They are different segments, but it's not like the only really intricate one I feel like is the crate. And yeah. he 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 had said that that Fluffy was a ton of work. I fucking love it. I love Fluffy. He's my favorite character in this fucking movie. I just love monsters. Um, well, he also uh, he runs the Tom Savini special makeup effect yeah. program at the Douglas Education Center awesome. in Pennsylvania. He's written three books on special effects makeup, and I made you guys watch the fucking video of him on David Letterman, and he shot David with a prop gun. Yeah. That was pretty funny. You could tell that David Letterman was, like, really awkward. Like, he was like, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know. Conan O'Brien would have been much better. Oh, fuck totally. yeah, man. Yeah. 
so I just want to talk a bit about Creepshow itself, like the general movie instead of the individual segments. The music was done by John Harrison, who wrote the music for Day of the Dead, as well as some episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. Awesome. Nice. He also played um, the screwdriver zombie in Dawn of the Dead. Oh! So he, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the guy who did the music for this <laughs> also did music, um, like I said, in episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, as well as the movie Tales from the Dark Side. So he had worked with Stephen King and George Romero mm-hmm. in all these different yeah. projects. And we've talked, I feel like, almost every movie we do, we talk about how much we love that a lot of the cast and crew from these movies mm-hmm. like travel together and work together and do the same project so that's just another little like tidbit that's cool you know i feel like sometimes the um the composers f- for these films get not like the shaft but they do no one knows everyone yeah. knows the director everyone knows the screenplay totally. writer or whatever yeah. it is <clears throat> but uh yeah i think it's cool that they all kind of did their own shit together and obviously this fucking dude from um reanimator is that David Gale? Because I was looking at him. Yeah, and I was like, is that David Gale? Yeah, that's the guy who who eats tries to eat what's her name's pussy. Fucking Barbara Crampton. Yeah, with his head cut off. Yeah, that's yeah. him for sure. I was like just literally looking at him and thinking, like, that guy looks like David Gale, but I don't know if that's him. Yeah, one hundred percent it is. So that's like uh it's like kinda cool, you know what I mean? Hey. Hey, hey. we know things. And I always loved, there's a line in this part where Richard um, is fantasizing about shooting his wife, Tabitha. In oh, the I know, right? But there's this part where she says to him, you useless crotch. She calls him a useless crotch at some point, And it is the best it. insult ever. And I want an opportunity when I can just turn just around say to someone like, and be like, you're a useless fucking crotch. That's oh, there's yeah. nothing more offensive than that. That is well, we're at my favorite um, segment of Creep Show. Do you guys all have like a favorite? Because the, cr- the crate's definitely mine. I think oh, yours, man. you love the Roaches one, right? Uh, it's not my favorite. My oh, favorite okay. is something to tide you over, but oh, I do okay. like the Roaches one. I, uh, what about you? Do you have a favorite? Oh, man. You know what? I, because I, I, I guess we'll talk about the sequels too, but my favorite one is The Raft, and I know that's from oh, the okay, second yeah, one. We're definitely going to talk about the second but, one. But, like, out of this one, I don't know. It's really hard to say. The crate, definitely not. I think maybe something to tide you over. I think m- might be my favorite one, only because I feel like there's a little bit of I have like a weird nostalgic feeling about it. It's got like a lot of mystery vibe yeah. to it as mm-hmm. well, whereas like the crate is more like a like a creature feature, yeah. which is like uh, definitely what I'm into. But the backyard party was shot in uh, George's backyard. That's cool. And um, the uh, the the bearded party guest at the beginning, he's wearing these like purple glasses. Is Richard P. Rubenstein, who is the producer of cool. Creep Show, and um, he uh, Richard P. Rubenstein. I have some notes about him. He produced uh, many of George's and Stephen's movies slash stories. Um, he also produced Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night Riders, Tales from the Dark Side, Pet Cemetery. Uh, the stand thinner, like him and George, cool, wow. they, they actually co-founded the production company Laurel Entertainment in the 70s. But oh, wow. jo- uh, George left in the 80s uh, to uh, pursue his own projects. So then Richard merged with Aaron Spelling's oh, production wow. company. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's I know. <laughs> um, and this is actually kind of interesting. Uh, Richard 
holds the rights to the Dune miniseries and Children of Dune. Oh. And he apparently tried to... Dune miniseries. Uh, yeah, that. and uh, I actually I have Children of Dune, but I haven't watched it yet. But uh, he apparently tried to produce another Dune movie in 2008, but Paramount dropped the project three years ago. Um, after three years, but he's still trying to make it happen, Interesting. Which is very interesting. Yeah, I'd be very curious about that. Yeah. Well, so the crate obviously has um, Babe, Adrienne, Barbo. Oh, yeah. yeah. And deal. we saw her uh, yeah. right there in the fall. We sure did. She she looks phenomenal. Dude, she's a fucking Like, she babe. literally has not What was those commercials aged? that she did? Where she did those, like, lingerie shots... Like before oh, she know. was acting, oh, she I don't started know. like kind of doing these like modeling things. She did like a like modeling for like I don't know like fucking chocolate milk or some shit in the 70s. sexy chocolate like, milk. I don't remember what it was for, but it was like an ad, and she's wearing like lot like this purple like uh, lavender like lingerie kind of like. I can outfit. see you're in lavender. Yeah, yeah. For sh- yes, you I can. totally can too. I definitely agree with that. Um, but uh, she. Uh, was married to John Carpenter for five years. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, between 1979 and 1984, and they have a kid together. And um, she was also a go-go dancer Ooh. for the Mafia. What? She, okay, so, yeah, so in the 60s, uh, before she got into acting, I think she also did some theater and like these like modeling shots, but she was a go-go dancer for a Mafia-run bar in New York in the 60s and uh, I don't know that's pretty badass um, she obviously was in The Fog The yeah. Fog is like yes. one of my fucking favorite Great Carpenter movie. flicks I love that fucking movie it's so moody and like yeah. quiet and creepy um, Escape from New York uh, The I didn't know this but she's the computer voice in The Thing I read that and I was like I oh. can't even I have to watch it and like listen yeah, yeah totally yeah I had no idea um, have you guys seen Swamp Thing with Ray Wise and her. Is that the original? Uh, I don't know. It's I don't, from the 80s. I don't think I've seen it. I know what no. movie it is, but I don't. I yeah. haven't seen it yet, I don't think. I like Ray Wise. He's yeah. pretty cool. He's cool. Leland Palmer. Yeah, he's cool. He's, he's pretty he's cool. cool. I met him. He's pretty cool. And um, she's also in the Cannonball Run with Burt Reynolds. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Cannonball Run. Good old Burt Reynolds. I know. Who um, crazy people. Right? <laughs> Crazy people. Um, Idiots. And uh, her and Tom Atkins have been in four movies together. Cute. And uh, she released a folk album in 1998, so she can sing as well. That was cute. She wrote an autobiography and three vampire novels. Oh, God. I did oh, not know that. I didn't know she that jumped, either. She jumped on the vampire novel train there for oh, a while. fuck. And her acting mentor... Was B. Arthur. Really? Ah, yeah. B. Yeah, B. man. Yeah. I love that. That is We were talking amazing. about the Golden Girls the other day. Like, I want to rewatch that show. I remember that show being fucking hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. And B. Arthur is like a giant. Yeah. She's amazing. Fuck yeah. Um, so the crate, the story itself was obviously a Stephen King um, creation. And it was published in July of 1979 in a magazine called The Gallery. For the first time. Um, Jason Goes to Hell. There's a reference to it. Um, there's uh, an Easter egg of the crate. Now, I don't know what that really? says. Really? I've, I've looked into that, and every article I said said there's an Easter egg of the crate. I don't and know Jason what that goes means. To hell? And Jason Goes to like, Hell? Like, that means that there's, like, a fucking, like, 
Like, like hidden gem. Hidden, yeah. Yeah, and it says um, Arctic Expedition Julia Carpenter Horlocks University, which is this university. Interesting. And there's a crate that says it on that, as well as in The Walking Dead, there's a crate with the same label. Really? Oh. Yeah. That's cool. So there's a lot of homages to the crate, which That's is cool. apparently no a, a horror favorite. So I... I have seen Jason Goes to Hell many times. Now it's going to be something you're going to look it's for. It's like, yeah, I don't hate that movie. It's I like, love that movie. It's a different kind of movie, and it's yeah. got the guy from the Friday 13th TV show in it. But yeah, no, I like Jason Goes to Hell. Everybody, like, shits on it, but, like, it's pretty entertaining. The scene in the morgue when the guy's, like, playing with the lady's nipples, like, <laughs> I love that scene. And then, and then Jason, like, he eats him. Like, you know, it's like, yes, yeah, and like, doesn't he, like, he, like, eats yeah, like, like, the like, heart? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I know, nom, nom. yeah, he's like, going, he's going to town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's going to town on that shit. That's awesome. This segment, when I was younger, I found really dry because it's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Compared mm-hmm. to the other segments where mm-hmm. it's a lot of creature feature or, or horror or whatever. This one, there's a huge buildup where the characters are chatting. And I, when I was younger, I didn't give a shit if you didn't like your wife. That, right. to me, meant nothing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because I was just going to say, like, I think the reason why it has that buildup is so, like, it's so, like, a big fuck you to her for being such a fucking When he finally cunt, kills right? her. Yeah. Like, when she's, yeah. like, such a bitch. Like, and I love, I actually, I love how Adrian Barbo acts in this movie like she's so good at being a bitch in this movie like she even has that like bitch face yeah well um the the main guy in the crate um his name is hal holbrook and he's father malone in the fog and he's also in that fucking badass movie the unholy yeah that's a great movie that movie is fucking got some good beasts in that yeah the end is like pretty yeah that's a fucking rad movie um he also uh this is Interesting. He portrayed Mark Twain as a one-man show on Broadway and on the Ed Sullivan show. He actually saw him. Ed Sullivan saw him on Broadway, so he put him on his show. And then he had he had his own show called the Mark Twain Tonight Show, and it was on TV and it went on tour as well, Hmm. which is kind of cool. And um, he got an Emmy for it. And so in two thousand three, George Bush honored Hal with a National Humanities Medal for charming audiences with the wit and wisdom of Mark Twain as Twins' outlook never fails to give Holbrook a good show to put on. So he has an Emmy, and he also has a fucking medal for portraying Mark Twain. That's, like, what he's known for. He's also still fucking alive. I thought you were going to say he's also fucking alive. Yeah, no. He's still alive. He was How born in... Is he? Is he was Kirk born Douglas in... He was, he no, Kirk he's Douglas not Kirk old? Douglas old. Kirk Douglas is still alive. He's 103, right? He's 102. Something 102, like that, yeah. No, his birthday's coming up. Like, yeah. he will be 100... Like, I can't even yeah, believe that. Fuck. Because I saw some shit recently about Michael Douglas getting his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and it was like this is a big deal and li- literally i thought kirk douglas had died like mm, like five or so years ago and then he i saw there. a photo when he was there and i was like that motherfucker is still alive what is happening it's I like know. weekend Crazy. at bernie's you're almost like is he alive yeah, yeah i know like, <laughs> they roll him in a in a wheelchair puppet? he's still <laughs> <skin> <laughs> fucking alive <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Kirk right. Douglas, are you really alive or are you a skin puppet? Unbelievable. Yeah. I, cu- I couldn't believe that he was still fucking yeah, alive. Yeah, that's fucked. Because Michael Douglas, I've been watching, a, Michael Douglas has a ton of really good stuff on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. And so Morgan I've been- Morgan loves him. I've been watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, he looks good, but he looks old. He like, looks he so looks old now. old. And then to think that his, his father- He looks like a fucking mummy. Alive. Yeah, I know. Like, he looks like a fucking mummy. To be fair, he wasn't well for a long time, Michael Douglas. So, like, that yeah, that's probably true. aged that's him true. a lot. But, like, he's got to be almost 80. Michael Douglas? Yeah. I think he's at least in his 70s. I think Kirk mm-hmm. Douglas was, like, he was, like, having kids, like, up until he couldn't use it anymore. I'm pretty sure. He'd been married to, like, a number he of times. He was like, well, fuck like it. I'm Spartacus. I'm yeah. Like, Spartacus. Like, breathe that shit. <laughs> Spartacus. Spartacus. Um, Why do you guys sound like that when you say it? I don't know, just because it's funny. Because oh. <laughs> we're dumb. Um, but Michael Douglas, I don't know, Michael Douglas was like pretty cute in like the early 80s. Dude, Gordon Gecko was sexy. Romancing the Stone is like, I've that movie that, is so cute. He's 74. He's so He's adorable 74. in it. I love it. Good for him. Yeah. But like there's something about Gordon Gecko that's sexy because it's that confidence and that like badassery. Yeah. Plus, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones, like, bombshell. Yeah. Like, his, like, I She's saw, I like, saw what she looked like recently. old he I looks. know. Now, he, look now he looks Douglas. like Kirk Douglas. Yeah, he looks old as fuck now. Oh, my God. He's not, so like, bad. quite, like, like, skin suit old yet. Not yet. Well, when he's 103 or whatever, yeah. I'm sure he will be. Oh! Like, you know when you're so old, you can, like, see your muscles through your skin. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking sad. Let's talk about George A. Romero, the godfather of the dead. Oh, yes. Uh, one of his earliest projects was uh, shooting a segment for uh, Mr. Rogers when he underwent uh, a tonsillectomy. Yeah, did you know that? No. Um, George Romero uh, shot a segment for Mr. Rogers. Um, him and John A. Russo, uh, they formed Image 10 Productions in the, late, in the late 60s, and they produced Night of the Living Dead in 1968. After that, he did his only romantic movie called There's Always Vanilla. I actually looked oh, it up. Are you serious? I looked it up, and, it, and oh, he claimed God. that it was a total mess, and he thinks it's his worst movie. Yeah, duh. I looked it up, and it, it looks very weird. It definitely, like, I don't know. I don't think I'd watch it, but maybe... He has, okay, did you guys know that George A. Romero has a cameo in Silence of the Lambs? What? <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> no. Yeah, he, he plays one of the jailers oh. where Hannibal Lecter is in prison. I gotta oh. tell you, Silence of the Lambs is not a movie that I have watched. I've definitely watched it at least five times, but it's not a movie that... You've seen, like, a lot? That even right now, if I were at home being like, I feel like watching Just a horror, that I would throw in... Sons of the Lambs yeah. because yeah. it's not a creature feature it's not a fun horror yeah. it's more of like a oh, it's fucking serious, man. serious I just love the part when he's like just get in the van <laughs> just uh, get in the van <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Donald Trump <laughs> you do actually that's so funny oh man stealth it's called super stealth <laughs> I love fucking <laughs> you can't even see it you can't even see it <laughs> Fuck! Oh my god! I like Manhunter better though. I think. Yeah, I know you yeah. love Manhunter. I oh, love that it. was the movie that I was gonna borrow off you oh, last right, night. Oh right, right. Fuck! Oh my god, we drank a lot of wine. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> um. Actually, wait. I want to mention something about George Romero because have you ever seen the movie called Martin that he did? Yes, in a college though. It was a long you saw it? Okay, time ago. I barely remember. I it. read the synopsis of that movie, and he had some. Uh, I think that's one of the movies that he said is one of his favorite yeah. movies of all time. Um, but to me, the synopsis sounded like Vampire's Kiss. Oh, really? 
I don't remember it's it. It's like at all. about a guy who, who thinks, thinks he's, he's a turning? vampire. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I would be really interested in watching it only because like Vampire's Kiss is like a movie that is amazing and I love it. Of course. Uh, and Nicolas Cage obviously is like way over the top in it, but the premise of the movie is so interesting to me. Like yeah. when I rewatched it recently and I was like I was like, man, this movie is fucked up. Like and when it was done I was like I wanted to stand up and applaud like furiously. Like yeah. this is great. Even though Nicolas Cage is, like, a little bit too much in it, but, like, it's still such a great movie. So, yeah, I've never seen Martin, but I'd be yeah, really we'll have interested. To have it. you seen I... it, Megan? Have you seen Martin before? No. It's an so. interesting title. Yeah. Martin. Martin. Hey, I'm That's, Martin. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a vampire, and, and like, my, my name's Martin. I'm really good at computers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I watched it in college, but I don't remember liking it, but I'll have to watch it again, because it's been a really long time. Uh, George A. Romero was offered to direct uh, the first Resident Evil movie, because he directed a live-action commercial for the video game in Tokyo, uh, but he declined because uh, he didn't want to make a movie that was based on something that he wrote. And uh, in 2010, this is interesting, Dario Argento's brother, Claudio, contacted George to direct a 3D remake of Deep Red, which is a Dario Argento movie, Deep Red. Um, But it didn't end up happening because Dario was apparently in the dark about it. So his brother didn't even fucking tell him about it. Cool. That's some cool shit. Yeah. And he didn't want to go about it that way. So it just (laughs) never happened. But can you imagine like George Romero remaking Deep Red? That would be pretty pretty interesting yeah um so right before george passed away um he was going to be working on a movie called road of the dead and he released the poster for it and it was basically going to be fast and the furious with zombies no <laughs> so that's interesting um, megan your face is no, literally like because it would have been cool in the 70s slash 80s but yeah. not in, in the, the 2010s. 2010s yeah no And uh, so he got his Canadian citizenship when he married a girl from Toronto in 2009, and he passed away last July of lung cancer. He Mm -hmm. smoked his whole life um, while listening to his favorite movie score from The Quiet Man. It's an old, like, 1930s John Ford movie. So that's adorable. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's buried in Toronto. Yeah. So his grave is in Toronto. We haven't gone to see it yet because no. we're pretty close to Toronto. But one day we'll go check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, another one of his movies that I have never seen, um, which is also not the Nick Cage, but, uh, but Season of the Witch. But he also did a, a movie called Season of the oh. Witch. But it's not the fucking is that's a Nick Cage movie, right? Yeah, Nick with, Cage uh, and the guy with Hellboy, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've never seen the Crazies. I've seen the crazies. I own the crazies, but I, I know they remade it with Timothy. Timothy. I was going to say mm. I own the remake. Mm. Oh, okay, and it's one of those movies that's hard for me to watch because the storyline I don't find to be, and it's the remake, but I don't find the storyline to be that compelling. It's oh, more yeah? just a movie. It's almost like an M Night Shyamalan where like shit starts to go downhill yeah. and you're trying to figure out why people are killing each other. But like I don't like movies like like I don't like The Purge. Yeah. I'm not interested I've never in movies seen any of the where Purge people movies. just kill each other and yeah. you don't there's no epic backstory. So yeah. like yeah, because like, the there's crazies a lot of, like, to me, like, meh. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, obviously everybody, like, knows George from, like, you know, like, Night of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Day of the Dead, and, like, all that. Um, but I wanted to, like, talk more about the other movies that, like, yeah. are not really as talked about. And The Crazies is one that I've never seen. But I think I watched the remake, but I don't even remember it at all. But Martin is another one that yeah. I've heard good things about, but I don't remember it at all. Um, Monkey Shines. That fucking movie. See, I've only seen, I've only seen Monkey Shines. <laughs> 
I've only seen Monkey Shines once, and I the only thing I remember is the fucking backstory. Oh my god, no, that's no. the only thing I remember. That movie is so fucked. That's a movie that I I've seen a few times probably in my life, but I saw it at a point in my my life when I was young enough to like where that shit it messed with me. Like the fucking that the back surgery thing. That's Jesus, the only thing I Jesus remember. Fucking Christ. That shit was disturbing. But, like, yeah, the monkey is really creepy in it. And just, like, the whole idea, he's, like, uh, paraplegic, and he gets into an accident, and he has this monkey that is, like, I don't know, he's, like, a little helper monkey or whatever to, like, get him yeah. stuff, and, like, it all just ends up going okay, yeah, bad. Okay, it's, like, starting to come back to me. But I think Tom Savini also did the uh, the special effects Oh, yeah, he had to have, because that well. shit, that back surgery fucking scene, like, it's still, yeah. like, um, in Well, there. he also, uh, George A. Romero, another one, the dark half, yeah, I um, love so that's a that great book. one. And um, two evil eyes. Do you guys two remember? Two evil eyes TV? was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harvey Keitel. It's an anthology, but there's only two stories. Mm, interesting. Um, that's a good one for sure. Monkey Shines for me was one of those we're talking about um, influential movie posters in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah, Monkey Shines for me was definitely one of yes, those. Yes, for sure. Like, I, have when you're young, I have the monkey. You see it walking thing. through the horror section. Yeah. Definitely. The monkey with the two little symbols. Yeah. Symbols. Like, yeah. yeah. So fucking scary. Doctor says I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> I also love how in this movie, I remember watching it with uh, my boyfriend not long ago and Adrian Barbeau always drinks her liquor with milk. Isn't that weird? Mm. So well, that's what I said. It's like the dude. I love white russians or yeah, just gonna great. Say, but the dude. it's not a white russian she literally drinks whiskey and milk Ugh. oh she's not making a white russian she's drinking like scotch and milk or whiskey oh. and milk. and so i had mentioned how bizarre i thought that was and um my boyfriend was like that's actually super common because you can chug it a and yeah. b it like coats your tummy so it's not like drinking it with pop or drinking it straight right. or anything where it gives you that heartburn it's like that like esophageal relief of oh. getting like the whiskey hmm. or whatever and milk but like this must be like a 70s early 80s thing i was gonna say it must be like a 70s thing no, no i know i have not just like maraschino that. cherries we yeah. do not put maraschino cherries in our fucking Mm-mm. drinks anymore because that shit is nasty yeah i just remember like having like white russians one night and immediately regretting it and being like, why the fuck is it a good idea to so mix good. alcohol with milk? White Russians, White Russians are, are so good. It just makes me think of the dude yeah. from the Big Lebowski. They're delicious. You can drink so many of them, but then afterwards you're like, why did I drink this? Milk? I <laughs> used to bring my own carton of milk to the Richmond so yeah. they could make me some I think White I remember Russians. you telling me that before. Brilliant. That's funny. Well, um, well, while we're in between... The crate and they're creeping up. It's a on long you. segment. Yeah, it is. Let's talk about Creep Show too. I really enjoy that movie. It's uh, came out in 1987 and it was directed by Michael Gronick and he also directed a lot of Tales from the Dark Side and Monsters um, episodes. And Monsters is another fucking anthology TV show that I am dying to fucking watch because it's just like an anth- it's like Tales from the Crypt, mm. but it's all creatures and all mm. monsters. Um, I don't think I've seen that. I have never seen it, but I've seen like the segment, like the opening segment. Mm before and um but this uh michael gronick who he was also the cinematographer on the first creep show Mm. um so george wrote the screenplay and the stories are still also by stephen king Mm -hmm. 
Um, Tom Savini also plays the creep and also did the special effects. And there were supposed to be five stories, but two got scrapped because they the budget, I guess they didn't have enough money in the budget. I get that, but why wouldn't you scrap the first one and replace it with something? Because I gotta tell you something, the first story in Creepshow 2... You don't like it? Um, I think... Old Chief Woodenhead. Take away the fact that the acting is hilarious and the actors are hilarious. The story itself, to me, is lackluster. You think so? I, I really, like, a shop owner's... Kind of like a revenge... Thing comes to yeah. life and kills... Like, I just found it very... It's a little more cheesy for sure. It's well, the whole movie yeah. more cheesy, but but the raft is more serious. Oh, like the, the raft, raft, that one is fucking. The injuries amazing. in the raft yeah. are really serious, and then the hitchhiker I is another that. really serious, mm-hmm. goofy, but still serious and scary. The yeah. first one I just could not get behind. Like we talked about, what's his name from Rotor? That is yeah. Oh, that's the represent him. the native representation. Shoe-boogie. Yeah, in that fucking first yeah. segment, like so cringeworthy. Like, oh, my hair is going to make me think. You're going to get paid late. (laughs) The first segment to me is cringeworthy. I like it. I like it a lot because I do love George Kennedy, but I also feel bad for him in that. But the two segments that got cut, um, they're called Pinfall and Cat from Hell, and they ended up being um, in the Tales from the Dark Side movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sound like a fucking. Uh, oh, I was thinking the big boss man from the cartoon. Oh yeah, the kids. Yeah, 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 the big boss yeah, man. Yeah, I'm thinking Tony Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> well, Creepshow Two has a 6.0 on IMDb and has a 33 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? What well, you know what? I, I don't like know. It. It's a good movie. The ra- I yeah. definitely think the raft is the one that floats. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> dad jokes. Dad jokes. But I, the raft. Dad I jokes. Lo- <laughs> I fucking love that segment. The raft is phenomenal. That shit really disturbed the fuck out of me. I mean, there's that really creepy part where that guy notices that she's passed out, so he tries to suck her titty. Yeah. What the? There's some fucking weird ass shit in that. Well, did you also know that fucking uh, Daryl? What's her? What's her name? Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Daryl Hannah's sister is in the raft. Um, Paige. Daryl uh, Hannah, is he Hannah. from uh, Mad TV? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, like Kill Bill. <laughs> Go on. Blade Runner. Oh, the guy who looks no, like... No, the girl. Oh, the girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying, though. You're trying. <laughs> Daryl Hannah, you know, blonde. Her fucking name is Daryl. Yeah, the guy who plays... Uh, <laughs> The guy who plays in um, Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> the guy in Mortal Kombat who plays Raiden. Oh, Daryl Hannah. Oh, Lambert. Daryl Hannah, yeah. <laughs> Her fucking name is Daryl. Her fucking name is Daryl. She does kind of look like a Christopher Lambert. With yeah. the long blonde, like, Raiden hair. You're right. Yeah, that's true. Girl. I don't know. You're on to something. I don't know who you guys talking You're about. on to something. Well, uh, the budget for Creepshow 2 was $3.5 million, and the box office made $14 million, oh, so that's like, okay. they made a lot of profit. Yeah. Um, but I found it funny um, that both kids in the prologues of Creepshow 1 and 2 are both named Billy. Mm-hmm. Fuck off! Fuck of off! Of course! It's um, Billy. And um, I guess Tom Savini was supposed to be played by 
the makeup artist because he's he's the creep at the beginning of the movie and it, that character was supposed to be played by the makeup artist but he left the project halfway through um making the blob monster from the raft like apparently really hard to work with and uh-huh. the director like disagreed on a lot of stuff so that's when tom savini kind of sits like stepped in and like took over but uh the old chief Wooden head, the first. <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, it's bad. That's it's what bad. it's called. It's bad. Um, the uh, uh, Hal Holbrook, who is our man here in the crate, his son David is in that segment. He's the fat so guy. Remember, like Ooh. the fucking Peyton Lades, like his buddies, like the big fucking fat uh, kid. That's, interesting. That's Hal Holbrook's um, son. Interesting. And uh, so, but The Raft is, yes, the short story by Stephen King. And this is interesting. Uh, He was actually, Stephen King was arrested for driving over a traffic cone. And he was fined $250. And he paid for that with the money that he got from The Raft. Aww. Aww. And um, one of the guys in The Raft almost died from hypothermia because of the cold water, the fucking which water. is exactly what happened to uh, Judy Ronson, I think is her last name, from Friday 13th Part 4, the same girl from American Ninja. Yeah. She also was in that, like, uh, boat thing or whatever in Friday 13th Part 4, and uh, she had to sit, half her body was, like, in the water, and she almost fucking died from hypothermia, too. It's fucked up. 80s. Oh, my God. Yeah. They didn't care. No. Uh, but The Hitchhiker, I love that story. Lois Childs, I believe is her name, is the woman um, in The Hitchhiker, and she was in fucking Moonraker, like James Bond. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore. And she was in The Great Gatsby, like, the original oh, Great Gatsby. Oh, I never saw the original. Um, I never saw the remake. Uh, I watched the remake. It was like basically just Jay Z music over fucking like. Leonardo DiCaprio can do no wrong, so that's I that's true. Even know. I know. I love that, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street. That was a great movie. The best review online of it is There are no, there are no wolves. wolves in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, fucking surprise. (laughs) And she, uh, so the hitchhiker is uh, Tom Wright from Tales from the Hood. And Stephen King is the truck driver in that segment as well. That's cool. Um, So I would like to talk about, because I know Megan has seen it, Creepshow 3. Yeah. Yeah. So Creepshow 3, I don't know why the fuck that movie was even (gasps) made. It came out in 2006. And it actually, Rotten Tomatoes has a 0%. It's bad. Yeah. Like, I I don't know that much about it, except for that George A. Romero and Stephen King have, like, nothing. Nothing. They have nothing to do with it. And do you remember it, Megan? No. Um, I saw it twice. I remember watching it twice because my mom was like, You watched it twice? Oh, God. So I watched it with my mom. But she does, she's yakety-yak the whole time. So then I watched it again after, and I was like, no, it is just as bad. I thought it was my mom ruining it because she talks all the time. Mm -hmm. But no, it is just a really bad, like you said, Yasmina, when you don't involve anyone from the original, it tends to just be a garbage And it was like years later, like fucking like 20 years later. Like why did you even like call it Creepshow 3 if it has nothing, like I guess, is it an anthology? Like... Um, it's an anthology, but it's, it's, it's poo-poo. It's, it's poo-poo It's caca. poo-poo caca. Yeah. <laughs> Creepshow 3, our poo-poo. review. Poo-poo, poo-poo caca. Poo-poo caca. Zero stars. 
Um, well, I uh, also did not know that there's a creep show TV show. Yeah, um, that's it's supposed to be coming out. And it's uh, mm-hmm. for Shudder. It's going to oh, be out. Oh, I need to get Shudder so Um, So it's going to be out, I think, in ne- next year, 2019. I haven't seen anything yet, and because I do have a Shudder subscription, but I haven't seen any emails that say anything about oh, it do. yet. Oh, you're so cool. Yeah, well, I'll give you my fucking login. You guys can use it. Yeah. If you'd like... Um, but yeah, so apparently uh, it was announced in July of 2018, and it will be produced by Greg uh, Nicotero, who has done like Evil Dead 2, Tales from the Dark Side, Misery, Lord of Illusions, Casino Royale. He even won an Oscar for makeup for Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, he's a special effects. So though. yeah, so he's the one that's like kind of putting it on and producing it, and it will stream on Shutter. But the date is yet to be known, so I'm sure that they'll send out an email. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be something a big about deal. it. But I would be really curious to see it. Because, well, yeah, I think it'll be great. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really biased when it comes to new stuff, mm-hmm. but I've, I'm also like, <laughs> don't watch new stuff, so yeah. I should really talk. But um, there's also, I know, um, I know I still haven't seen that like House on Haunting Hill or whatever. Oh, it's so good. I still haven't seen it. I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I didn't know that that was also uh, based on a book, right? Yeah. Yeah, fucking right it is. Okay. Okay. Fuck right is I got the book. You want to read the book, yeah, bitch? Okay. All right. Calm down, read the book. Read the book. <laughs> I will read the book. <laughs> um, but also there is a fucking creep show web series called Creep Show Raw. Oh no, Wilder Valderrama. Okay, this is fucked up. Terrible. I did not know about this. So there's a, also a creep show uh, web series called Creep Show Raw. It came out in 2008, but only a pilot episode. What the fuck is a web series? It's like a TV show, but only on the internet, like YouTube. So I gotta watch it on my phone. So that's yeah. how shitty. Yeah, it is. You, I watched. Wait, it you think I have work. a computer? You think I'm rich? I got. I got some <laughs> big screen. Fuck you, web series. Is the, <laughs> you fucking fucks. Uh, but yeah, so. Only a pilot episode was released, and fucking Wilmer Valderrama, whatever, directed yeah. it. Fez from that '70s show yeah. directed it, and Garbage. Michael Madsen is Ooh, in it, and Wendy, whatever her last Did name is. Did you say is. that's too bad? Because he's hot as fuck. Yeah, but it's too bad that he decided oh, that yeah. he wanted to be and in that shit. And the mom from the Goldbergs is oh, in it. Oh, she's mm. it's so bad. It's so weird. Like it's just like I watched it at work at work one day. It's only like 20 minutes, and it's like fucking this kid who um there's like a monster in his closet and Michael Madsen and Goldberg's mom are like the parents but like Michael Madsen's the stepdad and he's like abusive and like super shitty and like the monster comes out of the closet at a certain time and the kid is like ready this time but the parents think that he's crazy and like making this up and then the monster like yeah. ends up it's like a little it, the monster looks like a little like Christmas elf almost it's like got this long nose and it's this tiny little thing with like bells on its feet hey. yeah and it's this—it's so bad, and yeah. then like so the end of the uh, uh, like spoiler alert. Like, uh, trust me, you don't want even want to watch it. It's like so bad, and like the monster like eventually comes out and kills Michael Madsen for being a bad stepdad slash husband, and it turns out that the mom and the kid were in on it the whole time, and like they knew about the monster. So and then she's all like, "Oh well, there's another husband. Time to you know." 
time to get another one. Time to find so another. So she just keeps marrying dudes and like this monster in Why this kid's closet. Why don't you just take your time and find a good man? Like get right. to know someone. Like you don't really need a monster to like deal with your shitty boyfriend. Right. Just like tell him that it's not working out for you. You don't have to <laughs> tell kill him to him. take a hike. We should give everyone relationship <laughs> right. Oh my god. Right in and ask your t- relationship problems on which finger. A relationship advice. Oh, it's it's Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Nope, Jason. Nope. Um, the guy in King of Queens. What's his name? Kevin. I've never seen that show. Oh, the actor. Um, Kevin. The guy who's in all the Adam Sandler movies. Yes, he's like his best friend. I literally cannot think of it. It's Kevin something. Though, it's you're right. Kevin James. I think it's Kevin James. Kevin yes. James does that. What's that show called? Sioni Oni Own King of Queens. He says stuff like that. I'm funny. I get it. I'm sorry, I didn't. Kev- no, is it no, Kevin no, no, James? No, no. Yeah, Kevin it is Kevin James. James. Yeah. You're right, yeah. In King of Queens. He'll say stuff like that. Well, we're going to give relationship advice. Y'all don't need monsters to deal with your shitty yeah. husband. Right? Because the three of us combined have dated some pretty good <laughs> guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. We've made some pretty good choices. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, well, the Scream Factory Blu-ray just came out last month of Creep Show. It includes a 4K scan, commentary, making of the deleted scenes, tour of filming locations, uh, documentaries about the props, uh, all the stuff about the colors they talk about, all the different Mondo posters, and there's like a roundtable discussion with Tom Atkins and Tom Savini. That's cool. And Tom squared. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the eye rolls jokes. over here. It's all like Literally, dad my, joke my life is dad jokes. It's That's true. What it is. Uh, so now we're at the final segment. They're creeping up on you. They're creeping up on you. They used apparently like hundreds and hundreds of these, and they cost yeah, like twenty thousand. Yeah, like two hundred. I don't know. IMDb says two hundred fifty thousand cockroaches. That's a lot of fucking cock. Um, I heard well, most no, of them were on though. That's a lot though. of cock. No, but there's, there's the part. Oh, cock. I get it, you slut. Yeah. <laughs> there is the part at the end where they fill up. Yeah. And so I, 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 I get that. But this one is, it's not my favorite, but it's my second favorite because it's the only one that's, guys, what do you call that when like, it's a movie, cerebral, not cerebral, but it's like, um, the premise you watch it thinking there's cockroaches everywhere, but the more times you watch it, and the point of this segment is to make you think, is he in fact imagining them? Or right, are they yeah. Really there? I don't know what that's called. There's a meta. word. Meta, yeah. It's like these things are like, it's, so it's the only segment that actually, like, you think, like, was he crazy? Yeah. Because you can see right. the people being like, I'm here for, I'm here again, you crazy son of a bitch. You and those cockroaches, quote yeah. unquote, you know? And there were so many things in the um, the did you knows, the trivia of Creepshow that were people complained about certain parts of this segment because they'd be like, oh, he smashed a cockroach with his glove. But when he raised his glove up, his glove was still white. That was an error. And they were like, is it an error? Or right. is it because oh. the cockroach? They're just mad that they had to there. use their brains. Yeah. yeah. And so the, this is one of those segments where it's like, is he really seeing them? Is he not seeing right. them? Right. And, and, and then at the very yeah. end of the segment, he's dead and they find him, but there are no bugs anywhere. Right. So yeah, like, yeah, like That is very interesting, actually, yeah. because it's like subtleties that people would think would be something that would be an error, but it might actually it's not yeah hmm. yeah 
Well, that part. Now I'm gonna like, watch this at in a the, uh, way. Like at the end of the movie, when like uh, the movie, the segment when the room is like completely filled with cockroaches. Like some of them were a lot of like nuts and raisins and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, delicious. Ah, uh, delicious. And um, it was the most expensive part of the movie, apparently. Yeah. This segment. Almonds cost- aren't cheap. You been to That's the bulk barrel? That's true. I Shit's know. real. Except don't get them at certain places. You might have cyanide in your Yeah. Homes. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this segment cost $125,000. It was the most expensive one out of Interesting. all of them. Um, actually, at one point, Stephen and George thought that they may need to scrap this segment. Interesting. Um, so, uh, if so, if they would have, they would have replaced the Hitchhiker story, which... Um, ended up in part two. Interesting. So they, like, because this segment, it cost so much money, mm-hmm. they were going to use the Hitchhiker story, but then luckily it worked out, and then the Hitchhiker story ended up being in part two. Yeah. Um, luckily they made, like, 20 million fucking dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did it did pretty good, I would say. Especially in the Well, 80s. this guy who plays, I think his name is Upson Pratt. Yeah. Um, EJ... EJ EG I'm thinking of EJ <laughs> um EG Marshall um he's in Christmas Vacation he's the boss is he the boss I is think he the so, boss yeah. I think so who else would he be no he's right. not the boss he's not the boss who the fuck is he in Christmas Vacation he's definitely not the boss because the boss your favorite song is the sounds here Morgan loves that song <laughs> oh, he is the boss I think he is yeah. Oh yeah, he is. He's he's not the boss. He's the dad. He's his dad. Okay. Okay, right. He's the dad. Yeah. He's her dad. He's one of the dads. He's a dad. You know what? He's a dad. He's dad. Oh my god. That looks like actually that looks like uh, like the stuff you make like date squares out of. Yeah. Well, that's probably what it is because it's mm, almonds and raisins. Yeah, but... you would, you healthy stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All you eat is health food. I know. Oh, he's eating bugs. bugs. He's eating bugs. You can get bug powder. Like, people eat, like, fucking bug powder now. Cockroaches yeah. are Cricket the most powder. Subs- sustainable protein on the planet. Cockroaches. I find that to be very interesting. Yeah. Cockroaches uh, will definitely be around after not co- Oh, are sorry, dead. grasshoppers. I'm sorry. Yeah, like say, crickets, yeah. Crickets, I've, sorry. I've, I've yeah. eaten a cricket before. They are the most sub- sustainable. It tasted like cardboard. Um, like, chefs around the world I've been watching a lot of like um cooking documentaries that I've like looked up on my own and stuff because I find a lot of the ones on the cooking network with like Gordon Ramsay are not in fact I don't know educational they're they're very American they're very Americanized Mm -hmm. even though he's not from America but anyway so I've been doing a lot of research and a lot of chefs multicultural chefs from around the world are all agreeing that grasshoppers and crickets whatever they are sustainable they have a ton of protein like they're all protein Mm -hmm. Not one part of them is bad for you. They all turn into energy. Yep. You know what I mean? There's like 0% mm-hmm. fat. It's like supposed to be super, super good for you. I'll tell you what, I'll never in my fucking life, I would rather lick a fucking tree than eat a cricket. Yeah, you know what though? You can go to Superstore like right now and go to the health food section and you can buy cricket powder as Weird. a protein supplement. Yep, like they, it's there now. Like it's, that's like the new thing. Instead of like whey protein, which is obviously from like milk, you can buy cricket protein powder made strictly from 100% crickets and it's you put 100% it in your, cricket yeah no. you can put that shit in your shakes no, or whatever but no, it, yeah i wonder no what preservatives just 100% cricket i wonder what it would taste like though probably like cardboard like i tried a cricket once and uh because i have a friend that used to be in a freak show and uh that was like part of her show and i i tried one it was dead but yeah i was like it just tastes like absolutely like like, like nothing cardboard did it explode 
No, it, it was just, it dry. Was really it was very dry. Okay, good. it was yeah. so that's like, better than dry. that's better. The than... squishies thing would be yeah. like the gut part would yeah, be what I would know. make me very sad about yeah. that whole experience. If it was dried out, I'd be cool with that. In Asian countries, they do a lot of spiced crickets. And yeah. Like, like now, every time I feel like North Americans are like, yo, well, you can buy chocolate crickets at like the It store, if the It store was still a thing. Oh my God, remember that? Yeah. But in other cultures, they do like a lot of delicious spices with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of something's eyeballs being in my mouth. And everything, like yeah. the gut part, everything. Like the butt? Like the yeah. poopies? <laughs> All the bug poop. poop and like the, the egg sac? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's horrible. I'll eat fish know. eggs, but I don't want to eat cricket eggs. I know. Right? Fuck, fish <laughs> eggs are so good. <laughs> Fucking fish fuckers. Fuck the fish fuckers. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to talk about some anthologies. Um, yeah, Because I feel like uh, I, I, I feel like we've only talked about anthologies once, but it was a long time ago. So I will mention some movies first and then some TV shows. I love anthologies. I, they're, they're great. They're one of my favorites because I just like... When you're watching a movie, it's like, you know, okay, you spend two hours with the same story. But when you're watching, like, anthologies, there's so many stories. And it's fun. And it's, like, some are bad and some are good. But I really enjoy... the the fact that it keeps you engaged with all these like new stories and uh so one of my favorites is uh obviously creep show and creep show 2 i would say creep the first yeah like one and two creep show like yeah. that would be i would say a lot of people's number ones for sure um i have to mention one that's very important to me nightmares yes yeah so nightmares i watched when i was a little kid it was on tv and i caught it right at the middle so i caught it at the scene the one with lance henriksen the yeah. black truck and oh. the one with the rats in the house and i for years was like terrified of the the black truck one with lance henriksen like is it supposed to be satan mm-hmm. driving it and for years I didn't fucking know what movie it was and then one day I was like I'm gonna watch Nightmares and it was just like three years ago and I was like <gasps> this <laughs> is the movie that I watched when I was a kid and like I love having those moments when you figure out like yeah. what that thing was like from your childhood yep. and Nightmares has stuck with me ever since and like I fucking love that movie and especially the one with Emilio Estevez. I was gonna say like that game. one is the the arcade one where like it's like you get to the 13th level and then like the like, head like, comes out and it's it like, like laser eats you. face <laughs> eats you and Emilio Estevez is literally like 12 oh or 13 God, years old in it he's so, so young bad. um I love, love I love Night Train to Terror. I that's know a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Richard Mole fucking plays two different characters and he's fantastic. He's got like this amazing haircut with like the Bride of Frankenstein like gray stripes yeah, on the yeah. sides. And he's also in another anthology movie that I love, Dungeon Master. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Dungeon Master so much and just realized that the main dude from Dungeon Master is the fucking dude from Metal Storm and that, like, blew my mind. No, that is pretty interesting. And Richard Bowles is also in Metal Storm as well. And um, Body Bags. Body Bags. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. That's another silly... Oh, I love silly. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love all the cameos. Yeah, I was Like, in say, the first so one. And, like, the second one has, like, Debbie Harry. And I love when John Carpenter acts. Like, he's, like, he's so serious all the time. But he's, like, playing a fucking dead body, like, in the morgue, like, in between the segments. And he's so charismatic. And it's so adorable. Um, I know you guys haven't seen it, but Grim Prairie Tales is one. Yeah, I I have not. And it's got James Earl Jones 
and Brad Dourif, and they are the ones that are telling the stories, and it it all takes place in, like, the prairies, and, uh, but there's one scene in that fucking movie that you will never forget, and, uh, I might as well tell you what it is, but a woman's, like, fucking this dude, and she sucks him up in her, wahoo! (laughs) 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 Wahoo! It's so fucking ridiculously absurd. The Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. I would like to say that I love the opening segment with Dan Aykroyd. And I will say that at one point, Dan Aykroyd was adorable. Oh, God, yeah. Of course. And Blues Brothers. Yeah. And the Twilight Zone movie. I love that part when he's like, you want to see something really scary? Yeah. (laughs) I love that part. Um... Waxworks is okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Again, we're gonna get married. No big deal. Oh yeah. But Waxworks isn't is it an anthology? Well, okay. Uh, because like ish. Uh, it ish kind ish. Of. I will say it is kind of because like yes, it has like the it. it you're right, you're right. It's debatable because it has, it doesn't have a host in between the stories or anything, but it is a movie that it has, it has the movie part, segmented, but then what they're in yeah. the wax museum and then when they each go into yeah. the rooms, they And it's silly and it's campy yeah. and yeah, yeah. I just remember watching Waxworks when I was a kid and the part when the girl eats the flesh, the uh, bloody... Uh, like flush Tom, I parts. See you, honey. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're at the end of Creep Show and Tom Savini garbage as man. the garbage man. And uh, so Tales from the Hood. Oh. Megan, one of Megan's like favorite. Tales favorites. from the Hood is horrifying. Um I watched Tales from the Hood too. I was gonna and say I got a ton of one. I got a ton of grief from people. Like my fucking insta blew up with really? people being like, it was garbage, it was so terrible, it was trash. Okay, compared to the first one, the first one was really upsetting. It was really political. It was really serious. The deaths, I mean, you were seeing, um, you were seeing a population that has been, um, marginalized, you know what I mean, in America Mm -hmm. for so many years. You were seeing them get the shit kicked out of them and murdered by white people and it was really upsetting. Yeah. The first one was fucked up. The second one, there's like, Big giant dolls, fucking women, and like spewing out doll babies from her pussy, and like, yeah, there's a set. It's the best, and there's like a segment where like this black man is reincarnated through like a white man, and he's like talking super. It's like this funny like, hey y'all, and it's like this. It's like this really crazy interpretation, and like it's silly as fuck. However. Who doesn't like a silly movie? Though? Yeah, yeah, I think that it's just different. The people who watch the second one expecting it to be as dark and serious and moving as the first one mm-hmm. were like offended by it mm. instead of just watching it and being like, okay, they made a second one. It still is all to do with Black Lives Matter and yes. black rights and the comparative like white man to like the black man storyline like the first one had. But it, like I said, it's it was just fun. like it's just. Yeah, like a white woman gets pregnant by a black doll and starts spitting out black doll babies Jesus through her pussy. Oh my fucking god, it's that's like hilarious. The, it's the funniest shit ever. So I really enjoyed it. Haters out there, I'm sure, are gonna like blow up because my Instagram blew up when I was like, it's good so far. People were like, you're fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, people lost wow. it. Yeah, yeah. People, that's insane. Yeah, relax, it's a movie. Right? People need to chill. And another thing is like, you you probably liked something that I thought was silly. Yeah. 
But I'm not about to, like, rip your nipples off about it. Exactly. So, <laughs> just give me a break. Man. Yeah. That's funny. Well, <laughs> doesn't it have, like, the same guy? Does it have the same no. guy? No. No, it oh, doesn't. Okay. It has, uh, I can't even, because I'm going to sound like one of those politicians who says, like, Samuel L. Jackson is Jamie Foxx, so I can't, I can't. I wonder if they say his name is Clarence something. I thought I thought he was in it. Maybe I just it's, that it's a different guy. I think it is yeah. is Clarence in it. Do you guys remember that politician who was talking to? Uh, no, it wasn't a politician. It was on like a, a news channel, and they were interviewing Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yes, and they yeah, asked yeah, him about. Yeah. He's like, he's like that was Morgan like, Freeman or yeah, something like that. He's like, we don't what? all look alike. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. You've got to look that. it up. He oh, asked him. He literally Lord. asked him how it was to star in like some movie where it was legit, like Morgan Freeman and Samuel L. Jackson was like, Are "That you wasn't fucking me. kidding yeah, me." Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you fuck? guys um, have you guys seen a trilogy of terror with Karen Black? I have not. No. Okay, I just it watched that up. recently, and uh, she's a. She was a great actress, and uh, Necronomicon is one of my oh, favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. I fucking love that one with that um, Jeffrey Combs playing H.P. Lovecraft, and like the special effects in that movie are yeah, so that one was icky fun. and mm-hmm. gross. I love yeah. it. And uh, Dead Time Stories is not a good movie, but I will admit that there is one segment with like the witches where they're like there's like a body that's being resurrected, and it's like totally like Uncle Frank like from Ooh, Hellraiser. Like that cool. part Ooh. is the only good part though. The rest of that movie sucks. Um, and, uh, Heavy Metal. I'm sorry, I love Heavy Metal. It's a great fucking anthology movie. Oh, 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 like you're actually like the cartoon. about the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's great. I, Tarna, like, when I was a kid, like, I, I loved her. I thought she was so badass, like, the girl with, like, the long white hair. She was fucking badass. I watched an anthology recently on Shudder. It was called Dead of Night. It's from late 70s. The only thing... Oh. It was interesting. Um, some of the stories were really good. It, it gave me, like, you know, similar creep show vibe. Not necessarily with the, like, comic aspect, but, yeah, it just had, like, you know, sinister kind of stories or whatever. And the only thing that... Uh, the only person of note in it was Ed Begley Jr. But he was super, super young in it. He was in the first segment. Um, and, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good. That's it's cool. like this a 70s kind of vibe thing going on well when it comes to tv shows i'm gonna obviously like the notable ones are tales from the crypt tales from the dark side i actually yes. just binged the entire fucking series and there hit, or are, miss. hit or miss hit or miss um there are a lot of bad episodes yeah. but there are a lot of really fucking good episodes yeah. like there is one episode that i is gonna it's like in graved into my fucking brain it was so depressing um it was just about like a girl who is uh, a mannequin and but she has the ability to change into like a woman and then she changes into she changes into a woman but it's like a medusa kind of story so when a man looks at her they change into a mannequin but then she meets a blind man but then she meets a blind man and they're perfect for each other and the ending is like so fucked up the ending is so depressing it's like wow um but freddy's nightmares I've never seen all of them. I've only seen some random ones, but it has a very Tales from the Crypt vibe. Uh, Monsters I mentioned earlier. I love the Friday the 13th TV show. I love it. The third season, there's only three seasons. The third season is kind of blah because the main dude left the show and they replaced him with this other guy. Um, But yeah, okay, so it has the same title, but it has nothing to do with the movies, but just disregard that. If you've never seen it and you're a fan of like, anthology tv shows fucking watch it because it's great and louise roby's hair like fucking makes me so angry <laughs> that i don't have her hair fucking bitch and i've never seen night gallery 
Mm. Have you seen Night Gallery? No. That's an old one from the 70s. Um, it's Twilight Zone, obviously. Yeah, of course. The original yeah. fucking look. Outer Limits is... I was going to say Outer Limits, yeah. I have I a few DVDs. I have a couple it. of DVDs that I found at Goodwill. And I bought them. And it's, some of it's horror, but it's kind of sci-fi horror. Yeah. Now. It's yeah. like Black Mirror, almost, yeah, some exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 it always has like a technological kind of element yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. but it, it still is horrifying. So but yeah, I think yeah. that yeah. they needed to do that to set, because they were, they. I mean, the original Twilight Zone is obviously fucking a million oh, years fuck, ago. I know. But I think The Outer Limits was the first thing that kind of came out. It's like Twilight Zone Outer Limits. Yeah. That's what yeah, people I think, know. right? Yeah. So exactly. I think they needed to make sure that they weren't going to be called like a ripoff or whatever. Exactly. So they probably had to go that route. Yeah, totally. I don't remember Outer Limits as much as Twilight Zone, but the Twilight Zone, I have like some random like VHS and I still watch it now yeah. and it's still creepy. Like oh, yeah. that one with the with the fucking mannequins in that department store. Yeah. Like that one's fucking creepy as fuck. It's like, it's and the, there's a lot of episodes where like a man wakes up in like a deserted yeah. nowhere town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that shit like fucks with your head, man. Um, but last but not least, uh, perversions of science. Oh yeah, I know that's I've good. mentioned it yeah. before. It's like basically tales uh, from the crypt, except it's like a sexy robot lady that's like the crypt keeper, <laughs> and she pushes her nipple, and that's when the show starts. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like it's I'm only one it. season. It's like impossible to find. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's basically tales from the crypt, but like sci-fi. Uh, yeah, I like. Oh, yeah. Very good. I like it. Excellent. Okay, well, I think that just about wraps it up. Wraps that Cut dick up. It Wrap it up! up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening, and um, it's Sunday night, so we're gonna... I'm actually already in my pajamas. Oh, shit. I Got know. in our pajamas. I'm gonna so walk like, in the door and my pants mind. are coming off right, I know, right? right then and there. Yeah. yeah. Love you. Bye-bye! Have a great night! Thanks! Thanks for listening and being our friends! (laughs) Bye! Bye Bye-bye!